Welcome to Vanguard Garage Gaming. My name is Reese. I'm joined by Monty, and we are your Vanguards for Conquest, a last argument of kings by Parabellum. Mate, how's it going? I am fly, I am fresh, and I am ready to rumble. Let's Rumble? Do. You mean like the drums in the distance? <laughs> um, we are going to do the Wadroon faction focus for Conquest Last Argument of Kings 2.0 um, in our uh, faction focus series. I believe we've only got Old Dominion left after this one. I believe you are indeed correct, my sir. Mm. And then, you know, <laughs> within the next 12 months, we've got the Sorcerer Kings releasing, but that's that's for another podcast entirely. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and hopefully a few more between now and then. Um, mate, we, we left some of the best till last. We really did. Um, we really did. We did, we did the best labor. first, which was the city-states, and then we, like, you know, we, we dribbled the rest in a little bit, and then we left, you know, the good... We, we, we left, we left a, you know, a couple of good ones at the end. <laughs> I am very pleased that we're hitting Woodruin tonight, because these guys are my absolute baby. I love this faction. Mm. I can't wait to share my passion for this faction. We have done a few Woodruin... Um, sort of focuses before in different iterations of the game. This one is going to be bigger than ever. Mm. And I mean, you you played Wadroon for the better part of a year and a half, right? Um, Mate, two years, two years, go, give yeah. or take. Mm. Um, they have evolved. They've been somewhat similar through their entire iteration, which is, to be honest, just a... a I think it's a, a, a meter on how good they were put into mm. the game. They have, they have a really good core function, and then yeah. everything else is just tweaks and balances to uh, to get everything set up in the right spot. Yeah, you're right. Nothing needed overhauls. Nothing needed massive um, changes. The theme was spot on. Uh, pretty much the all the building blocks were done. Mm. Um, and then since that time, it's just been subtle um sways in the breeze to sort of get them to where you want to be and add that thick flavor yeah. and it's crazy uh, to think that you know we're what two years into wadroon and they nearly have i think they've probably got a good 75 percent of their releases already out um you know we're missing like chosen of conquest just came out we've got the thunder riders on the horizon we're basically missing the other chosen units so chosen of death famine and war uh and we're missing the quaddle Mm. I th is th there's not much else, right? So no, well, the the you know oh, I don't think so. Parabellum has been so. Parabellum has been running rampant with these guys because yeah, and then you got the Tontor drum beast later on. Yeah, mate, the whole army's basically released. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, they've got a lot of good options. They've got a lot of good sort of units that fill multiple roles. And as we go through, I think you know we'll probably highlight just the flexibility. So. Um, without taking away from our own thunder, <laughs> um, should we should we start this old bandwagon? Should we just get this ball rolling? We should. We should tell you what. Let me. We uh, one of the big changes moving into two point for Wadroon was they gained a whole new army rule. Not only do they they still have war chance, obviously, because you know you can't get rid of the musical orcs. Um, mm. but they did pick up Hymns of the Brave, um, which is when a character stand in this army destroys an enemy character stand as a result of a dual action, the regiment this character stand is currently attached to gains the fanatic special rule until the end of the round. Super niche, because realistically, like, your duels, duels aren't going to happen all the time. 
Um, because, yeah. you know, obviously, if you're dueling something that's a killy character, like a dueling character, yeah, it, it might be a bit rough for you. Um, mm -hmm. However, if you're, and if you're trying to duel like a wizard or something, they usually just decline um, and hope that, you know, you don't blow them off the battlefield after that. But if this does happen, just getting a free fanatic in the army is really nice. And fanatic is actually it's a it's a it's a running theme in Wadroon now. You'll see as we go through it, um, because you know why have tier three chance if people can't use them, right? Yeah, look, there's a encyclopedia of special rules attached to this army. <laughs> Not quite as many as Old Dominion, but but probably more than most. Um, and, and things like Fanatic is just one of them. So we'll sort of go through and explain it a little bit later. But in terms of Hymns of the Brave, this is... This is something you've got to forget. <laughs> like, just as soon as you start playing with Druin. And it's going to come up every now and then, as Reese said, but yeah. it's it's not something that, you know, is going to make or break the army. Gotcha. It's just a nice little thematic layer on the cake. Yeah. Uh, but the real meat and potatoes is the champ. <laughs> why you play the orcs that are musical, angry, and ready to rumble is because of the war chant system. So, Reese, will you permit me to give the 20 words or less on this elegant, refined, and somewhat confusing system? Mate, take it away. Okay. Okay. If you've heard me speak about this before, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to cut that time in twine. Because what I'm going to say is a simple verbal flowchart. The war chant system basically is when you create your army list, you essentially define what sort of buffs your army is going to get. So every single time that you pick up a card while a unit is on the battlefield, you get a sort of buff token, if you will. Once you hit a certain amount, you can cash them in to achieve a prize. Woohoo! We love winning. Um, depending on what you allocate, depending on, on, on the table and, and, and different things, which we'll go through in a minute, uh, you will achieve different prizes. Um, and then, of course, there are sneaky tricks and combo wombos to achieve, you know, cake and also eat it as well. So there are plenty of things going on with this mechanic. It is a core function of the army, but... Put it into the simplest form. You draw your card. Is that unit on the battlefield? Yes or no? If it is not, you do not put a token because it's only for things on the battlefield. If it is on the battlefield, you put a token corresponding to whatever you picked for that unit when you created your army list. Put your token in a little, little tray. When you hit two tokens, you can choose to chant or hold. When you hit three tokens, as we'll go through in a second, you have to chant and you have to cash in your prize. So, we've talked a lot about prizes, Rex. Mm. Will you tell me what are my three available, uh, I guess, prize machines, so to speak? What are my three available gods that I can pray to in order to receive the buffs? that I want to win the game with. Mate, do you know what's even better than three? There's four you can choose from. Um, Let's oh. not confuse the peasants. But it's not as easy as that. So yes, the three by default that you get to choose from are Famine, Death, and War. And you'll assign each of those to a character's warband, and it'll affect the character and all regiments in that warband. Beautiful. So 
um, you pick a character before you even slap some regiments in its warband, you choose in its creation screen what you want. Do you, do you want them to be a famine, death, or war? As Ruth said, every single, every single between one to four of the warband gets the same one. So, depending on what sort of army that you want to play, dictates roughly what battle cry that you want to, you know, what path you want to go down. Because they all have slightly different buffs that slightly match different playstyles, and it's one of the key army features. You know, this is the this is the the piece de resistance of playing a withdrawn army because you can. There are not many armies in both this game and also really in the wide world of gaming where you can get X models, you can get two thousand points of withdrawn, and you can play them in three different ways. You don't have to paint anything else you don't have to build anything else you can literally just get the exact same models but depending on what you choose they have a different flavor and can can play different tactically on the table which is just lovely it's great for a collector who wants to be lazy like me and build a list and then play it in different sort of fancy ways yeah and the um so, each, each one of them is is themed as well so and you'll see that when we mm. go through the special rules that they give um <clears throat> And you can mix and match. So all of the characters, if you're running three characters in your army, they don't all have to give their warbands famine or all death or all war. You can have one with famine, one with death, one with war. Or you could have two with famine, one with death. So you can mix and match in different ways to, to have. And it's as Monty sort of alluded to just before, not saying it word for word, but basically you can specialize each warband to be to, to do something specific. And you so the regiments you then choose to put in there will for the most part, at least when you sort of like look at it from a, you know, top down point of view is like, if you look at them to see what buffs they can get from each cult, then you can amplify the effect they'll have on the battlefield. Yeah. So you can basically choose, you can go two ways about it. You can look at the, uh, the effects from the, the battle chance and go, right, this is what I want. What regiments will maximize this effect? Uh, what what's the maximum um, payout I can get and then, you know, the most efficiency? Or you can go the other way. You can just go, right, well, um, these are the units that I want to buy and these are what I love to paint and these are the hobby things that I love. And now what War Cry will maximise what I already have? Mm. So either way is good or a bit of both, whatever floats your boat. But, mate, let's not leave the listeners waiting. Let's go straight through and run through the three that you can choose from, mm -hmm. starting right from the top with the one that has changed the most in the iteration of 2.0, not eating a lot famine. Yeah, man. So, um, like Monty said before, you've got, uh, when you hit two markers, you can choose to chant, uh, Then you and when you hit three markers, you have to chant. So the way that the chant system works is you've got a tier one, which is a tier one chant, which is two markers, tier two chant, which is three markers, and then you have a special tier three chant, which is if you have three markers and the fanatic special rule. Um, mm. And when you chant, you'll get... It's a cumulative bonus. So if you chant tier three famine, you'll get the effects of tier three, tier two, and tier one. Um, you can only ever chant one of the cults at a time. So if you chant famine, you, you have to... All, all of it has to be famine. You can't pick and mix between, you know, I'll take this one from death and this one from famine. No, no, no it has to be the whole thing. So, like yeah. Monty said, famine changed a lot going to 2.0. Um, it used to be a little bit of a, like, hey, we'll run this because it's, 
it was like the the beginner friendly one, right? Because it usually just gave it gave you like mm. the simplest buff, simplest buffs. Uh, if you chant tier one famine, uh, the regiment that chants gains plus two to their charge distance and the shock special rule. Do you have the shock special rule on you there, Monty? The shock special rule is if you make a successful charge, get plus one to your clash value. Yep, until the end of the round. So that'll work for your uh, preceding uh, clash action if you've charged and then clashed. It'll also work for any impact hits you do because it gives you the plus one um, clash as soon as you um, perform the charge or succeed on the charge. So as soon as you go, hey, this is a successful charge, plus one clash. So it works for your impacts. Mm -hmm. It works for the works for the um, clash actions that happen afterwards, and it's until the end of the round as well, like you said. Um, if you chant tier two for famine, the regiment ga also gains the relentless blows special rule, which is for every one that you roll to hit during a clash action, it generates an additional hit. So this just helps you. Exploding lungs, delicious. Yep. Oh, it's great. And then if you manage to chant tier three of famine, the regiment uh, gains impact plus two and glorious charge special rules. Now, impact plus two just means that your each stand will do an, an additional two impact hits. So if your impacts, if you don't have impact, you'll go to impact two. And if you're anything in between, you you'll just get plus two. So if you impact two, for example, each stand becomes impact four. So every single stand in the in the uh, unit will do four impacts instead of the two. And glorious charge is when a stand with this special rule performs a successful charge, its impact attacks are resolved with a plus one clash and the terrifying one special rule. So this means that all of those impact hits you're doing get plus one from shock and plus one from glorious charge and the additional plus two impacts. And then when you clash, you've still got the plus one from shock as well as the inspiration bonus um, because you'll have the inspired special rule and you'll have relentless blows. Yeah. That one's pretty good, ladies and gents. Yes. Um, it is... It's probably become the new default for me. <laughs> um, before it was a never take. Now it's why wouldn't you take unless you have specific things in your army that, that don't benefit as much. So right from the off, I mean, even if that first tier one was this regiment gains plus two inch charge distance, I mean, that's huge. Mm. That's so good. You can, you can layer that onto things such as the burnout draw event to get plus four to your charge distance um there are other things that give you know extra bonuses so look you could really pump your charge up so it means that you get the jump on your opponent as opposed to your opponent dictating terms which yeah. when you are running things like infantry like five inch moving braves or blooded or something like that occasionally you'll just be out distanced won't you you know like you'll be versing i mean you're not gonna be able to catch cavalry but at least you're versing say movement six uh vanguard clones or something like that the vanguard clones will have the edge they they can charge you and you can't charge them um whereas this chain flips that and you know turns it's go time on yeah um the shock special rule amazing We'll talk. There's a couple of ways to access shock special rule in this army, mm. um, and it is probably one of my favorite rules in the game. Dude, just simple. It's a, it's a great rule. It's it's simplicity at its best. You just get plus one to the doohickey, and away you go. Just plus one when you charge. I mean, it feel it's it. You might look at that and think, well, what if I don't charge? Um, 
this this whole tree is useless for me. And you know, other than the relentless blows, you're hundred percent right. If someone charges you, famine is largely useless. Yeah. But I guess the question would be let them charge you. <laughs> That's exactly it. You, you get plus two you get plus two charge distance. Just sit a little bit yeah, too far away. Charge distance. Maybe maybe it's about how you play and, and, and how you set it up and maybe use a screen or two and you know, just always be charging is the orc mantra. And and this really rings true. This 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 is an aggressive battle chant. This isn't like a, sorry, what I'm trying to say is this is an aggressive way to play the army. So when we talked before about buying two thousand points of, you know, X models and then being able to play them different ways. Mm-hmm. This first chant tree is the way to be aggressive with them, to be on the front foot, to be charging across the table, maximum damage, um, really taking advantage of regiments in your army list that already have impact because then they get even more impact and we'll go through when we cover the individual units and we'll sort of look at where they fit and where they shine but certainly no matter what you're running famine is it's 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 hard to go past unless you're building something specific yeah or if there's regiments like you sort of uh, mentioned just there is like if you have something that either doesn't have impact or is you know good at receiving a charge and maybe doesn't need to always make the charge you can look mm. at other you can look at other chance and other cults but famine is very good for like hey if it's a thing that you want to run forward with and do the slap then famine is great because it it exemplifies that it gives you every buff in the world that you need to make that better and better as you go yeah no, it's fantastic. Uh, but look, not too far behind is the other two in my head. Um, the one that was my previous favourite, and it's sad to see it there on the shelf, is Death. <laughs> and it's by no means bad. Because for the Tier 1, which is two markers when you cash it out, Death gives you this regiment gains plus one to its clash characteristic. I mean, how good's that? Yeah, it's great. It's 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 shock without the need to charge. Exactly. Um, so it's it's more reliable. It's it, you, it's it's a trade off, isn't it? So death is sort of like that middle ground between okay, aggressive front foot because you're not getting the plus two inch charge distance, which can be a big deal. Um, but you're also getting the buff regardless of whether you've charged. So if someone charges you and you've still got say two or three stands remaining that didn't get wiped out, boom, they're turned on, and you can maybe get the edge over them with that extra plus one. Yep. Um, so, yeah, really simple. And also, it's it's a powerful buff to just sort of start. So this is how I used to play the army. I used to just basically play for the plus one clash. So rather than spend a long time powering up to the three market tier two chant, I would just use a bit of a quicker tempo where I would build up two cash, build up two cash it out, build up two cash it out. Keep that plus one clash rolling through the army um, because I found that, you know, you can play in that sort of tempo way to really just keep that continuous advantage. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's the tier, tier one. Really, really good for death. Uh, tier two for death is, is good as well. Uh, this regiment gains the flawless strikes special rule. Mm-hmm. So flawless spark structure rule just means any one, any natural rolls of a one in the clash uh, has the smart structure rule. So smart basically means it ignores your defense statistic. 
you still get an evasion roll. Yeah. Still an evasion, but you, if, you, if you're relying on your defense characteristic, you just don't get it against flawless. You do not get it. So it's really, really good against things that are super tough, like your hold things, your um, dragon slayers, you know, things that naturally resist like mounts of cleave. Suddenly any one you'll roll just cuts them to the core. They've got no save at all against them. They've got no evasion naturally. And, you know, any, any ones is, is an instant wound. Yep. Um, also really, really good on things with high dice. If you're rolling, like, if you can get up to like 30 dice, you know, that's statistically five ones. So you've got five free wounds without any defense roll. Yeah, exactly. It's a really good roll. Great. It's, it's great. And yeah, especially against like a high, if you're playing against a, a high, and most armies have at least one or two regiments that have got a high defense value. Um, this just helps mm. you push through. And there's yeah, yeah. and to be fair, like apart from the the bigger stuff in Wadroon, a lot of the smaller stuff doesn't have a huge amount of access to cleave. So this is basically mm -hmm. your cleave stat. Is it gets you? It it helps a regiment get through that. And then obviously the plus one clash is just a bonus on top at that point. Yeah. Oh, look, they both play really well together. There are a couple of as with all of these different trees, there are a couple of regiments that shine particularly with different combinations and we'll sort of cover them but yeah definitely things like uh blooded they have six attacks a stand base so a simple unit of three you're getting 19 attacks whenever you clash yep. that's plenty of opportunities for ones um, and they otherwise wouldn't have access to cleave or any of that fancy pants shenanigans to get through high defense so this is a really good way of just supplementing their high dice volume mm. with a bit more punch. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Now, mate, do you want to take us away for tier three? Sure can. Uh, so the regiment, uh, if I hit tier three death, is the regiment gains untouchable and deadly blades as special rules. Uh, untouchable is nice and simple. It basically means that you get to reroll your failed defense rolls of six. Um, and deadly mm. blades is if you roll a um, six... Sorry, any defense roll your opponent makes of a six counts as two wounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's sort of the opposite of, of flawless strikes. Like any any defense roll they roll of a six, that just explodes. Yeah, and exactly, it's dicey because they might not not roll any sixes. But if they, I've had I've had games where <laughs> you know, I've only had like five attacks go through, but my opponent rolls four sixes. Yep. And suddenly it's, oh man, that's, that's 10 damage, mate. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, right? So, so yeah, basically, tier three death gives you a little bit more defense with the re-rolling your own bad saves, and it makes your opponent's bad saves double down with deadly. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really consistent. And that's, I mean, I think death, I think that's that's a really good, a really good sort of like, if you're putting little parentheses after, after each of these Trees, famine, parentheses, aggression, mm -hmm. death, parentheses, consistency. Yep, exactly. Mate, let me run through war. Because um, this is probably my favorite one, just because I like the mm -hmm. simple stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So war, tier one, is this regiment immediately loses the broken status. So if you've been broken, hooray, it's gone. Don't even need to worry about rally action or nothing. Um, in addition, it adds plus one to its defense characteristic until the end of the round. So, 
and it's probably a common theme across um, Wadroon. A lot of the um, stuff isn't doesn't really have a high defense, so War gives you that little bit extra survivability. Because if you hit that, you know, if you're going from the difference between defense two to defense three is huge, and the difference between defense three and four, especially against armies that don't have access to heavy cleave, is even better. Mm. Um, so nice and simple. It's just you can immediately rally, um, and you get plus one defense. For two markers, what? absolute steal. Um, when you hit tier mm. two, the regiment adds plus ones to its resolve and gains the cleave one special rule. So where I mentioned before that in death that flawless strikes, you know, helped your army get, you know, a bit more punch through. War does it as well, but it gives you cleave one. So it's not going to be super great on some of the army because there is a chunk of the army that has cleave one or cleave two. Um, and it's not going to stack. So if you, you know, use this on, say, Warbread, for example, it doesn't really do a lot for them offensively, but defensively it's great because you get the plus one defense from tier one, and then you get the plus one resolve from tier two. So yeah. you, you might find the trade-off at tier two for War a little bit weird sometimes because you might either already have a high resolve because of, you know, character and unit size, um, or you might already have Cleave or something, you know, equivalent that's meaning that you're not getting as much out of it as, as physically possible, but you're still getting something out of it because you're going to get either a defensive or offensive buff. Yeah. Uh, and it's just the, it's the mix and match, isn't it? Like it's the flexibility of building your list. Like, you know, you know what the sort of the goalposts are. You go, right. Okay. If I'm going war, these are the goalposts. My units get plus one resolve and they get the cleave one. So if you know, that's the goal, it's about, maximizing right well what fits within that mm. if something already has cleave am i happy to sacrifice some of what i'm paying for in the rule to double down on like my defense because obviously plus one defense instant rally and plus one resolve that's no slouch yeah exactly that's i mean the difference between four defense four resolve warbred and three defense three resolve warbred is not in day yeah <laughs> and then when we hit tier three for uh war the regiment gains blessed and counterattack. uh so uh, mm. I'll, I'll run over counterattack first just because it's probably the easier one to explain off the bat um so whenever you're attacked by an enemy if uh you roll a one to defend the the enemy takes a hit back um, so it's nice and simple. It doesn't then get any of your best bonus special rules. So it doesn't have cleave. It doesn't have any of that sort of stuff. It's just a hit back. Um, but it's whenever you, you roll a one. So if your opponent yeah. is like, like Monty mentioned before, if someone's rolling bulk dice at you and you just get to roll a bucket of dice back and you roll a bunch of ones, that's, that's really good for you because you've saved those. It's really bad for your opponent. Because they take those. <laughs> yeah, you just like kick them in the shins as they attack you. Like, damn, ah! Exactly. The and then um, Blessed is the other special rule you pick up. So uh, this is once per round. Stands the special rule may choose to reroll all their failed hit rolls or all of their failed defense rolls during a clash or charge action. They must all reroll the same thing in a regiment and they must declare it before they roll dice. So basically, when you're about to get attacked or if you're about to attack... Or if you've charged and you want to get the um, the rerolls on impact, for example, you declare and then roll your dice. So it's like, hey, yeah. I've made a successful charge. I want to use this for my impact hits. Boom! There's your there's your use of bless gone, and you roll your dice with full rerolls. 
if your opponent attacks you and you're like, yeah, I don't feel like taking this today, I'm going to re-roll all that. Uh, which works really well in conjunction with the counter-attack special rule that you've just picked up. Because you get to fish for more ones. Yeah, it's a, I mean, Blessed is is bonkers good. The army... You know, it's one of those rules... But, but being a primarily Woodrun player, it's one of those rules that everyone else had fun with that I just stayed at home and cried. Um... But now it's a reliable way of getting blessed into the army. Naturally, we haven't talked about the fanatic special rule, which will come right now when we talk about. We'll finish talking about the table, and then we'll hit sort of the art of the fanatic. Mm. Um, but blessed is is you know don't sleep on that. So I think war war for me is is an interesting spot. I think it is really really good. But I think it requires more building around and considering it more than just your catch-all famine and death. Yep. And the, to, to, to continue on with your theme you had before where famine was aggression, death was consistency. To me, war is your defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. War is your war is your uh, counter-strike. So it's your, you know, famine is you want to alpha. Death is you don't carry the way. And war is you want to beat a strike. So you want someone to come to you and then you hit back. Yep, exactly. Because if you hit tier three war, you immediately rally. So if your opponent's gone before and broken you, Hazard doesn't matter anymore. You get plus one defense for anything else that might be about to hit you. You get plus one resolve for anything else that might be wanting to hit you. And then you get blessed and counterattack. So blessed lets you do your rerolls and counterattack means any ones is bad for anybody who hits you. Um, so and then yeah. you cleave one as well to, to help get some of that counter punch through. Exactly. So it's, it's the, the war is one of those ones as well that can be tricky when you immediately start because I think it's a bit more finickety because essentially a lot of the buffs of war don't activate until you, obviously until you chant. So mm. by, by that, what I mean is say for instance, um, there's only one enemy regiment that can reasonably hit my unit, okay? And they get the turn, they get priority, they charge me, and I haven't activated yet. So all of my war buffs aren't up, all right? They're all yet to be activated. Mm. They hit me, I roll on my defense as normal, I roll on my resolve as normal, and I don't have bless, I don't have counterattack, I don't have any of that stuff. And then I get to go and I attack them. In that situation, you've essentially it's basically useless for you mm. because uh, just the way that the sequence have worked, you haven't been able to get your buffs up before you've needed them, um, and you've essentially lost your window. So that's why war can take a little bit of a little bit of play testing to make sure that you get the timing right. Because if if something is vulnerable to being hit you really want to get those buffs up before that happens so that they have the extra defense, resolve, blessed, all that mumbo-jumbo so that you can stand strong and be a bastion there in front. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. And, mate, there is, as my lovely partner alluded to, there is a secret door. There's a secret. A wild, a wild cult approaches. A wild cult approaches through the looking glass. It is the conquest battle cry. It is the cult of conquest. Um, and essentially, it's like a bonus round. Yep. Okay, so you can't 
you cannot select conquest uh, on the character creation screen. When you put your character in and you, you devote your warband to a battle cry, you cannot devote it to conquest. However, there are plenty of ways that you can work uh, devoted to conquest within to your list building. It's a bit more complex, but essentially speaking, there are a couple of things that are just naturally conquest and always conquest. Mm. So things like Chosen of Conquest, the if you didn't know by conquest. the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, things like the Scion of Conquest is always conquest. Um, and another huge, and I do not mean to understate this, huge change to a drone in version two is that all of your monsters and your beasties and your big, thick lads are also now all counting as following the chant of conquest. Yep. And they have an added um, stipulation where they can only chant conquest. So that's a big thing Indeed. with the chant is that when you go to champ, you can chant anything unless you're fanatic because fanatic is you can only chant your cult. But if, you're, if your warband option is famine and you have the death markers, you can chant death if you want. But obviously if you have famine markers, you can only, if you, you can only chant famine. And that's where mm. Conquest comes in. Because Conquest is your wild card um, markers. When you go to chant, your Conquest markers translate into a marker from any of the other three cults. Meaning yeah. that if you want to chant something that you don't readily have access to, you suddenly now have that ability. And then to chant the Conquest chant itself, you just need to have markers from different uh, cults. Instead of, all, like, if you have all Famine you can't chant Conquest. But if you have Famine and Death, you can now chant Conquest because you have more than one cult in your markers. Yeah, so to simplify that, essentially you have to sort of cash out a different token in order to get the Conquest going. So you need, if you wanted Tier 2 Conquest and you didn't actually have Conquest tokens, you, you needed to have one of Famine, one of Death, and one of War. Because you have, you need a separate token to get that conquest devotion. Now, obviously, that's a really complicated way of getting the buff, and the simplest way is just building conquest tokens with the interior list construction. Because they're actually quite, they they used to be quite difficult to do when you really had to uh, streamline your your list to get them and pay points to get them. And now, I mean, this they're raining from the sky. They're everywhere. <laughs> It's, um, we, want, we want people to use the madness that is the Conquest champ. I mean, you're charging across the table and you're stubbing your toe on Conquest tokens. Yeah, exactly. Um, the kids left it, them out. So, you're trying to walk through the house at night, stepping on Conquest markers. Yeah, get out of here. Get out, get out of here. So, no, they're, they're really, really good. They're, they're really easy to work into your rotation now, and they give flexibility. So before, you know, when you're building a list as a newer Woodrun player, we always recommend to probably stick to just one of them because it means that you don't have to add additional complexity into your game, whereby you have to remember what your jolly cards are devoted to. Yeah. Because that's horrific. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the learning curve for Wadroon is a bit of a weird one, because basically you've got you, you've to learn to that every third card... Base, like, And we, do, we did sort of gloss over this a little bit, but 
and and to be fair, the war chant is an extensive rule, but it's all explained in there. But if you draw a character card, characters add a chant marker, but they can't chant themselves. They can be affected yeah. by the chant when their regiment chants, but they themselves aren't. So, but it's like as soon as you hit three um, chant markers, you have to chant unless it's a character, and then it sort of like postpones a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the the big thing with Wadroon is paying attention to basically every third activation, you know, um, characters, you know, notwithstanding. Um, once you get the hang of that, it's remembering which chant markers you have or have gone with with your your faction or your warband mm-hmm. choices, sorry, to know which cults you can chant. And then from there, you're adding on conquest at that point to wildcard yourself around and do what you need to do to access other things. Yeah, and it's it gets really when it gets a bit more complicated is when, say, for instance, you have uh, a regiment of graves with uh, a queen who is devoted to death, but you also have a regiment of graves with a chief who's devoted to war. Yeah. Which which graves did you put in there? Which which are you gonna which token are you gonna pick? You once you start multi. You know, once you start diverging and, and devoting different warbands to different, um, you know, I like to think of them as gods, different gods of, of, of devotion, you just have to sort of make sure that you get that bookkeeping yeah. right. Um, yeah, and so to keep it simple, mostly, oh, I just run one. I just run one. I pick, you know, I basically pick pick one of the ones that I love based on what, I've, what, what what idea of a list and game plan I want, I get the the list together, I just devote everything to one, and then I work some conquest tokens in so that I can get some other tier ones if I need it on the fly. Yeah. You know, for instance, um, say, for instance, I this is a really good example of why conquest tokens are brilliant. Say, for instance, I... Love famine, all right? I'm all about aggression. I'm all about being charged. Oh, sorry, all about charging, not being charged. I want to avoid that. Um, <laughs> I've got my you know, my regiment of blooded, say, yeah? Um, my opponent knows that they're going to charge them and get all these buffs, so they uh, move and then charge me. So they basically block off my charge potential. That makes me sad because I, you know, I can't get my my shock and my other bits, bits and bobs and, and my impact two and glorious charge and all that, all that stuff. If I've already got two conquest tokens in the pool, I can then turn those conquest tokens into death and chant death tier one. Yep. Okay, so I've got two death tokens of the pool because of the conquest. Because they're the wild card, I can choose whatever I want with them. I'm already in base-to-base contact, so I can't get most of the famine buffs. That's okay. I'll pivot. I'll chant death. I'll get my plus one to clash, and then I'll go ham. So it's a really... So the conquest tokens are really important in adding that flexibility into playstyle and, and, and making sure that for whatever situation a regiment finds itself in, if it's got the right amount of tokens and sequence and you've done that correctly they can sort of pivot and, and, and do what they need to do in any given time. So hmm. definitely my advice to any new Wadruna, pick one faction you like, build around it, play it, perfect it, enjoy it, and then think about how you can work conquest tokens in as well to just give you that extra flexibility. And the best flexibility for conquest, as we're just about to get into in terms of 
what the actual conquest tr conquest track is is tier one conquest that's that was a pretty good segue if i don't say so myself um tier one of conquest is this regiment gains plus three to its march characteristic when performing its first march action during its activation yeah so it's freaking awesome that's that's huge yeah. and, huge. and to quickly to quickly tap onto this this one specifically you can hmm. chant when arriving on the battlefield you can't add a marker when you arrive from reinforcements but you can chant so if you've got your three markers you can chant which means your first march action is you entering the board, which gives you the plus three march from tier one conquest. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good shout. That's really techy. Um, I will fully admit I forget that sometimes because in <laughs> my head, in my head, I, I just like to keep it simple, stupid. I like to keep it real dumb because it just like it, it proofs me against whatever level of silly I am that day. <laughs> you're right you're 100 right you, just because you're coming in off the board you, yeah you don't get to play something but it doesn't mean you can't chant yeah so yeah so plus three march when you're doing your first march so very important there so it's not every march you don't just get plus three to your march characteristic because that would in turn imply that you get extra charging distance yeah it used to be that way but it was too good so they backed it off it, a little it bit was um, good. <laughs> it was pretty good um this is this is so powerful so basically the, some of the corner cases for this right objective play uh it's later in the game you need to make a dash you get plus three on your move and you you score the point when you, otherwise you'd be outside of the of the range um you need to um essentially pivot so you're you've got a, a really expensive regiment and your opponent's pulled a swifty and counter deploying on the side of the board and you've gone oh, i'm not going to be able to get all the way over there in time uh to be meaningful you know basically the dragon slayer's curse <laughs> um whereas conquest lets you just supercharge for a turn and go Bruh! an extra plus three to its march off your pop and you're, you're, you're chasing the game from there um but where it's super good yeah. where it's super good is when you're charging up a move charge situation so by that what i mean is if you have a monster that has impact hits and very good impact hits impact hits and certain one of them which we'll get to by chanting tier two oh sorry tier one conquest you can march with plus three before you then subsequently charge as your second action so it's just you know you've already got a really long threat range and a really long range your, your opponent has to respect but now you're basically telling a good opponent hey at any time i can choose to add plus three to this so really you need to add plus three to what you want to check hmm. and that can really mess with some people and catch them out if they don't know about it or they forget about it um or they just forget in the moment and they park their stuff too close but you know classic example is chasing down uh bows you know chasing down those silly old caratids of the old dominion who just shoot back and delete things <laughs> um you can move plus three charge you take their ability to shoot out of the game and sometimes you wouldn't have been able to get there if you didn't have that plus three to begin with yeah. so yeah super good super strong never forget about it 
Then we got tier two for um, conquest. Well, I've, I've already talked it up. I need water. <laughs> All right. Well, let me run through the next bit then. So tier two conquest is nice and easy. This regiment adds plus two to its evasion characteristic to a maximum of three. Nice and simple. You just get, you know, you, you get a better defense without then being afraid of cleave or brutal impact or armor piercing. Nice and easy. Tier three conquest is where stuff starts to get funky. Uh, which is, this regiment may perform a third action, normal restrictions apply, during its activation this round. So, what it means is you get three actions instead of your normal two, but you still have to, um, or you, you can still only perform each action once, unless it's a march action. So, because march actions can be taken multiple times, you can march three times. Because, huzzah, you get a third action. Or, you could march, charge, clash. Or, you could march, take aim, shoot. So, it as long as you maintain the can only do each action once restriction, which is why it calls out normal restrictions apply, you mm. just get a third action in your in any yeah. which way wacky combination you can think of that makes sense. Yeah, I think my favorite application of this, other than the the very very good march march charge, mm -hmm. um, which is very strong. Um, my favorite application of this is the clash march charge. 100%, yeah. Kill the thing because that you're in combat with and then run off into something else. Exactly. Or, you know, your opponent thought you were, they were safe for a turn. They've got their juicy flank to you. You clash. You out of combat reform. And then you charge in. And it's Amazing. A, and in a similar combination to that, if you're in combat with something, but you aren't 100% sure that just a normal clash action can do it, you can still inspire clash and then charge. Or yeah. inspire clash and march and just put yourself in some wacky position that your opponent can't deal with. So yeah. having access and to a third action just makes a huge difference. The extra secret sauce, the extra secret spice is by having double time in your list mm -hmm. and you can get a regiment with double time doing first march with plus three followed by its second march double time activates and lets you do another march and then march again and then you can charge <laughs> so you have three march actions plus three to the first one and still a charge at the end. So essentially you go board edge to board edge on some, some regiments. Yep. Or you can do uh, four march actions and end up on somebody else's table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or four, you're right, four march action and basically completely nullify a way in, like a lane, yep. because they have to sort of come in away from you. Yeah, it's um, Yeah, it's so flexible. It's tactically fantastic. I mean, and there's a reason that, Conquest is a bit harder to do, but as we sort of said, it's it's no longer that hard to do, to be honest with you. There was like this was a holy grail when Woodruin first dropped, because it was just so jolly hard to get conquest markers. Now conquest markers are like just they're everywhere. Yeah, there's a, so, there's a lot more stuff in the faction itself that generates conquest markers. And having yeah. and getting access to the uh, items and upgrades that gave you conquest markers is also easier to do. Yeah, so now, you know, Tier 3, Tier 3 is doable. Tier 3 is doable in every single game in many different ways. So it's um, it's a real thing, and it's it's probably the most fun I've ever had in a war game. 
<laughs> and it's, yeah, it's, it's even it's, to 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 segue actually quite well is like being able to access your tier three means you need to have fanatic. There's a really mm. easy way to do that. When we now move to the supremacy abilities for the characters in the faction, the matriarch yeah. queen gains the matriarch walks if she's your warlord, which is the character stand gains the following draw event and is able to resolve up to two different draw events per activation. The supremacy ability is always considered to be active. Now, the Matriarch Walk's draw event is target friendly infantry unit, uh, regiment, sorry, within eight inches of this character stand, or within eight inches of the monster stand, if it's mounted on an Apex Master, for example, gains the Fanatic special rule until the end of the round. So you can just draw a Matriarch Queen and then pick a, an infantry unit within eight and go, hey, you've got Fanatic, which means that they are now, a, they have a lot, because Fanatic also gives you plus one or count as chanting with an additional marker it means that you can chant higher faster and you can also chant tier three yeah 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 be very very um aware however when the matriarch gives a regiment fanatic they are locked in to the to the um to the chant yes. that essentially was on their you know was on their yeah, want to say war yeah they, they, they get is. they get locked into what their warband had uh, selected unless they have exactly. a yeah unless they like say for example there's an upgrade that's making them something else basically they'll be whatever's printed but they and but regardless of whatever their cult is fanatic means you ha you can only chant that cult so if you yeah. throw fanatic on a unit that you wanted to use conquest on but it's a death unit it can only chant death it can't chant conquest anymore so that's something yeah. important yeah like, good good call on bringing that one up mate so it's um you know i know it's very very tempting to go oh yeah i'll just turn these as we'll get into this big block of braves into three activation monsters uh there's ways to do that but you essentially have to then make sure that they start the game as following the cult of conquest yeah um to sort of set up that play so it's it's just it's a thinking man's army and list creation. You just need to sort of think, right, what do I want this thing to do? And there are ways that you can make that happen, but you just have to sort of think about that ahead of time. Yeah, 100%. Um, but in and of itself, what a glow up. What a supremacy that prior to this edition was... You took it because I used to just take two queens because queens are great. <laughs> Queens are great. I mean, two queens are always better than one queen. Yeah, um, exactly. And so you'd have to take it because that's all you had. You'd have queens. So you'd have the great show queen's supremacy. And you'd forget about it every almost every game because it's about... It was pretty, pretty <laughs> rubbish. Uh, now this... Oh, you're not going to forget this. <laughs> not a chance. You'll, you'll always be on your mind. Um, and yeah, and, and so it, the, the, it references being able to do two different draw events. That's because the matriarch queen has one listed on her profile as well. So we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But yeah, basically, yeah, you, yeah. Can, so you can resolve. Yeah, you can resolve matriarch walks and her to the last breath in her activation if you wanted to. So that's really yeah, good. So she just becomes the ultimate support character. Yeah. Um, one of the best in the game. It's just, it's phenomenal. Very, very, very quickly. I know we've. To, well, I mean, this is always going to be a long episode. Well, who are we kidding? <laughs> um, but the key on this matriarch ability is infantry. Yes. So don't forget target friendly infantry regiment. So everything in this, every buff layer in this army is sort of purpose built for a certain type 
of units and you just have to remember what types they are. So this, obviously, you wouldn't take the supremacy if you were doing a monster mash army. Yeah. Exactly. Because it wouldn't work, and it's a waste of time. If you're running brutes, if you're running monsters, you know, you're essentially wasting the, the power of the supremacy. Mm. Whereas if you were taking Braves, Blooded, Chosen of Conquest... Um, actually, that's a bad example. They're already fanatic. Um, but you know what I mean? If you were taking the good, cheap veterans, you know, the good cheap core infantry of your army list the queen would be you know you'd have to talk to me sideways to make me not take a queen as a warlord yeah for sure yeah so basically yeah it's very important i know it's tripped a few people up but yeah friendly infantry is incredibly specific for a reason um because yep. you don't want to be handing out fanatics everything under the sun it still needs to be you know streamlined to a point um and but i mean yeah any of your infantry that, and basically the only fanatic infantry you have by default is based on like an upgrade and the chosen units. So this yeah. just gives you the ability to amp up anything else. Like, like you mentioned, blooded braves, veterans, like all the fun yeah. stuff. Um, you know, you, you, you basic in air quotes, um, Wadroon infantry can all amp up to the nines with tier three chance if they hit fanatic. So yeah. And I think that's the power of it, Reese. I think the power of this is taking your minimum blooded at 135 points, who are pretty good, mm. but they're not going to, you know, they're not riding home and, and, and winning the day. No. Normally. No, they're just there to help out. <laughs> they get in the way, the, the capital objective, occasionally do some damage. They're pretty good. Yeah, uh, exactly. Hit him with fanatic, and if you've got the three chance in the sequence, you know, hitting him with, so like, a, you know, even fanatic of famine, say, they're motoring along with plus two to charge. They've now got impact two, glorious charge. Their ones are exploding. You know, suddenly they explode into a really efficient combat beast. Yep. And you haven't even given up anything to give it to them mm. because the squid still gets her Healy Draw event <laughs> at the same time. So it's a bit bonkers and I love it. I'm here for it. That's it. And then next we have the Chieftain and the Thunder Chieftain Supremacy, because they both share the same one, which is Shock mm. Assault, which is while this character stand is on the battlefield, all friendly regiments gain the Shock special rule. The Supremacy ability is always considered to be active. Uh, so nice and simple. It just basically means as long as the Chieftain or Thunder Chieftain is on the table, everything gets plus one clash when they perform a successful charge. Huge, huge force multiplier. Just for having a character on the battlefield, you know, high five and his buddies. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it, the, this is a big deal. Like shock is just strong. Like there's no other way to put it. Like it's just it takes your bargain basement good efficient units and turns them up to kill anything. Yeah. Um, where shock shines is when it's added to other buff layers. Mm. Um, so in, in and of itself, it's a strong layer. Uh, but when you add it onto the other, other tiers of the cake, suddenly you get something that can really dominate and it's not too hard to do. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get consistently a lot of most, in fact, most of your units to hitting on farms. Uh, hitting on thing, right? and like, this is this is just a layer on top so if you you know you, if you're layering this on famine you're not going to get as much out of it but if you're layering this on top of death you yeah. are suddenly getting plus one clash from shock plus one clash from death and potentially a plus one clash from inspired or rerolling sixes if you've already hit the inspire cap so 
Yeah. And that's I mean, just that's... All, all, all just passive bonuses too. Like you've basically just played the game to, to, to yeah. unlock these. You haven't done anything wacky or crazy. You've just put your character on the battlefield because you've had him in your list and then away you go. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like it's it's and it's I like it because it's simple. You don't have to you don't have to position the chieftain into a range. It's battlefield wide. You just have to keep him alive. Um and then you get your cake and eat it too. Say so this is a this is a brilliant example of sort of supplementing sort of your strategy with an additional benefit. So say your strategy is war. You want to be a defensive beta strike army. Well, now you're beta striking with shock yep. because you've got a chief in your army and you're getting the defensive um, stability while also getting the offensive punch from yep. shock just added on. So it's like there are so many flexibility options when it comes to this. Um, the only negative of shock, and I will say it as a negative, is it makes the famine tree look less appealing. Yeah, it's and that's the thing, Rose. Like if you're taking a chieftain warlord, you're less likely probably to lean into famine, unless you want the extra yeah. bits and pieces. Like if you're if you really need the plus two charge to you know uh, amplify your game plan, or you're leaning into all of the impacts with glorious charge, or you're you know you're really fishing for relentless blows on units. You're probably not looking at famine in conjunction with a chieftain or a thunder chieftain warlord, but no. it does mean that you're still really looking at death and war because this gives you a benefit from tier one famine just in any other cult that you want all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no tokens required, so it's it's <laughs> it's really really good. That's I think that's the only negative because it it does like whenever I and you look at it if you've got a chief in your list you're probably making him your warlord because it's so good yeah. and always consistent and then you're like ah oh, that decreases the relative efficiency of famine I might switch over. Yeah, exactly. But there's nothing stopping you from ch uh, chanting famine famine in the game if you need to slash want to provided you have access to conquest at that point um yeah. mate uh what have we got next we've got the predator and the mounted predator so these guys get thrill of the kill which is all friendly regiments may re-roll their charge rolls this round fantastic bonus just off the go uh Love in it. addition all friendly light regiments add plus three to their charge distance all friendly medium regiments add plus one to their charge distance and all friendly heavy regiments gain the impact plus one special rule. So this layers mm. on top of everything you have on the battlefield. Um, but like, mate, this I, I love this one. It's probably still my favorite. Matriarch Walks gets close, I reckon. But this is probably still yeah. my favorite just because of the difference that it makes to different regiments. Um, yeah. You know, a Conquest Chanting Raptor unit getting the plus three march and then a plus three charge with a re-roll is really nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's phenomenal. This, this is really, really good. You have one turn of it's go time, lads. Yeah. Like, Just it really one, is. One whole turn of nonsense. Yeah, it, it's not time. It's not. It's not a turn to have a cup of tea. It is a turn to get business done. Yeah. Um. In and all, and and as with all of them, like you, you use this, and you can, you know, you can specifically build around it. Things that have cheap banners probably don't get as much out of this because if they've already got a ten point banner, then they're already rerolling their charges. Yeah. They're getting nothing from the predator. Things that can't get a banner, war bread. Tontors, 
any any big hitters that just do not have that option, mm. boom, suddenly they're re-rolling their charges when previously they couldn't. That's a huge value add. And then you're looking at things like um, Raptors in Famine. I mean, they're already <laughs> rerolling the charge. Anyway. <laughs> plus five to their charge? I mean, bonkers. And then they are adding, uh, you know, if they're fanatic, they're adding Impact 2 and Glorious Charge on top and Relentless Blows, which they love because they've got heaps of attacks. Yeah, um, yeah there are certainly some, like, some regiments that just fly with certain buff layers. And this is one of them that, you know, Raptors and Warbred. Raptors and Warbred all day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's going to be one of those things, right? Where it's like, there's going to be some army builds where this isn't fantastic. It'll probably help a little bit, but it's not going to be, you know, the be all and end all. And there's other builds where this is just going to absolutely ramp it up. Imagine if you've got two lines of four raptors. <laughs> one on your left, one on your right. You've basically just yeeted them up the board. Your opponent's got like a mercenary crossbowman and like a militia bowman on the left side, shaking at their little space boots. And suddenly you're charging at plus five inches yeah. on their board edge. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's bonkers. <laughs> and then the last character supremacy we've got is the Scion of Conquest. He is, uh, has Vision of Conquest, which is, until the end of the round, each time you would draw a command card from your command stack, instead, search your command stack and play a command card of your choice. In addition, until the end of the round, all regiments that would add a chant marker to the chant sequence add a Conquest chant marker instead. So basically, there's one turn of game where you just get to shuffle your command deck and put it down, and then whenever you want to draw something, you go, nah, I'm going to use this one this time. Um, and yeah. everything becomes conquest uh, generation, which is fantastic. The ultimate utility pick, like you get your, unless you're fanatic, you get your choice of any of the conquest, uh, famine, death, or war, because everything's conquest tokens, so you can just pick and choose whatever you want. Yep. Um, and you uh, just have ultimate flexibility and security, knowing that. It doesn't matter. You don't have to like future proof your stack. Mm. You can just do whatever you want, whenever you want that turn. Yep, exactly. I mean, it's very strong. I mean, I, 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 as a new player still learning the faction, I would actually be very, very, uh, my, my advice would be to never use the supremacy <laughs> ever. Because it would teach you terrible habits um, in terms of not having that, you know, because you need the fear. As a Wadrun player, it's a bit of a techie army. You need the fear of stuffing up your card draw to then build it right. And it needs to happen at least once per game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will. Every single game, you're going to draw something going, damn it. Didn't mean to do that. Or they've killed something early and you've gone, ah, biscuits. Yep. Um, you know, I've blown my, blown my load on something that isn't isn't relevant. Um, I mean, it happens all the time and, and you just got to move on. But, you know, obviously Vision of Conquest is super strong, but I would urge, you know, it's really strong, but make sure you get your fundamentals down first before you then yeah. dip your ink it's, into It's Vision. good to use, as a new player, I will say this, like as a new player, it is good to use to get the understanding of what you should be activating. Um, because, yeah. And it will help you then see your army and go, okay, you know, in a turn like this, this needs to go into this, into this to chant. 
Um, so it does mm. give you it does give you the the like the fundamental building block, but it does also, like you said, um, Monty, build a little bit of a bad habit because you're just like you're not paying attention to what markers are you throwing into the sequence. You're not paying attention to you know setting things in order, so you are missing that sort of like specific style to the game, um, which will which will come back and bite you a little bit later on. But it does let you learn where you should be doing things. And then obviously yeah, you then right. need to move that into, hey, this is what I've done in my Vision of Conquest turn, so now I need to keep doing that, but pay attention to what I'm doing now um, to to basically get the muscle memory down. That's the big thing. It's like is once you get the muscle memory down of how your um, army sort of like operates from you know activation to activation and round to round, it'll become second nature. And then Vision yeah, of Conquest yeah. becomes probably a less used supremacy, but it's still there as an option. Um, and you'll still get really yeah. powerful. Like if you don't have conquest in your list at all, you just have a sign of conquest, just chill banging with some blooded or some braves. And he's just your, your warlord because you know, you, you wanted to run him for that one turn. Everything chanting conquest is mental. Like, <laughs> Oh, and it's also a really, really good. I mean, I feel like your points are hundred percent valid. Um, Hey, it's only for one turn. So like you still gotta play normally on the other turns. Mm. Um and then B, it's a really good supremacy if you run like three characters and you run like different cults on each of them. So if you are already a dog's breakfast of pants and markers, then boom, vision of conquest lets you just have ultimate freedom. Um, which I think really benefits that kind of list. Um, so yeah, no, really, really good. I don't think it's it's weak by any means. I think it's really, really strong. It's just about, again, it just adds a whole nother way of playing the army, um, which, you know, I mean, you have to play a bonkers amount of games to actually run every combo, wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and be, and be in every gameplay state possible to to see like those things come up. So, oh, I mean, you play this army for two years in a row and still things will come up and you go, oh, yeah, that's what that does. <laughs> oh, exactly. all right. But, mate, that, well, that's, that's Supremacy's done. Let's quick fire through the characters because realistically they're very simple in what they are. Yeah. And then, because we, we've still got so much left to cover and we've already been talking for what feels like a year. Um, but, mate, do you want to run through the Matriarch Queen? Mate, Yas Queen, the Your Queen herself, she's brilliant. She never leaves. She never stays on the shelf, is what <laughs> I was trying to say. Um, now, Matriarch Queen got a real glow up, as I sort of mentioned before in the supremacy section. Um, she's a 100-point infantry-heavy character, so she scores. She's moved six, volley two, clash three, five attacks, five wounds, four resolve, three defense, and evasion zero. Now, for those playing at home, having compared the Queen to the previous iteration, we'll know there's a couple of major improvements. Firstly, and I think it's a good time to talk about the army as a whole improvements, similar to the glow up that Dwegum got in terms of when the, when the, um, when the game moved from counting individual models to counting stands, the Wudrun as a whole went up from four wounds per stand to five. Yeah. So. Because they're big and chonky. Yeah, because they are. They're chonky and their skin is really tough, apparently. Mm. Um, and that alone adds 20% 
survive ability. Like just you could you up the same army list and you're twenty percent well in my opinion better. Um that's huge. Yeah. But wait, there's more. <laughs> because she got she added another attack. So she went from four attacks to five. Yep. Huge. More, more dice is always good dice. More dice, good dice. She added an extra resolve. So she went from resolve three to resolve four. Being the, um, being the leader of a tribe usually tends to mean you're pretty uh, inspiring. Yeah, but Resolve 3 didn't make much sense, to be brutally honest. Uh, Resolve 4 is is where it needed to be, and it is, and we're happy. She's got the Cleave 1 special rule, so she's doing some good deeps, and the Inspiring Present special rule. Now, this is the balancing factor, because before the Queen was bonkers... <laughs> Yeah, Reason so for, she was for, anybody, for anybody who played along before, uh, Inspiring Presence <laughs> used to be You Can't Be Broken, which was uh, probably a little bit insane. Um, all yeah, it consistent. was insane. And that was, like, it, it couldn't persist into this edition because literally this edition is broken the edition. <laughs> yes. So broken, Inspiring broken Presence... Broken way up. <laughs> oh, mate, broken, broken, like, opened a new condo in Miami. Yep, That's exactly. what Broken did. Inspiring Presence in its old form would have would have... You know, pardon the pun, but broken the game. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had to do it. Um, in its new form, Inspiring Presence gives the regiment the bravery special rule. Yeah. Now, this is off the top of my head, Reese. Mate, I've please, got it in please, front please. of me. I'll do you one better. Oh, okay. So, in that case, I'm going to sequence that for you. <laughs> so, uh, bravery is this regiment, including any character stands, ignores the fearsome and terrifying X special rules. In addition, at the start of the regiment's activation, after resolving any draw events before performing its first action, it removes the broken status. So you basically get a free rally and you're immune to fearsome and terrifying. Huzzah! So good. So you know those regiments, you know, a viable tactic in this edition being um, target a regiment after it's already gone and after a character can reasonably do anything over that side of the board break it make it irrelevant for the objective and and, and win the points yep. and that that's that's a really sort of consistent way to play and it's, it's a clever way to play if you stack these guys at the last they're never going to you're never going to get that payoff because free when bravery. you uh, free bravery free rally boom they're up they're, they're going they they don't need um you don't need to worry about that sort of potential. Mm. So it's it's really, really good. And the other really, really good factor in it is, mate, Terrifying's everywhere. It's yeah. literally everywhere. Universe OD, it is everywhere. Um, <laughs> universe, universe, a, you know, Mirror Match, Apex Predator, Terrifying 2, mm. not today. So, um, yeah. You, know, like, you, you, look at, you look at a lot of the big beasties, you know, like, especially in Wadroon or Nords, like all the, and city-states as well, like the Titans are terrifying, the Jotnar are terrifying, the dinosaurs are terrifying. Uh, Old Dominion, because they're undead, you know, they're terrifying. Um, terrifying. You look at the, the dragons in Dwegum, terrifying. Like, it, yep. there, there is a lot of it kicking around. So, yeah, having... There's, there's massive amounts of terrifying yep. kicking around. So it's it's really, really, really helpful. Mm. Um to just avoid all that to begin with. Like you end up you end up actually having a massive survivability buff by not having that de deduction from and, your And bear resolve. in mind, right? Like the, the Matriarch Queen's Resolve 4, which is means as soon as she goes in a regiment, it's Resolve 5, because she adds the, the scaling bonus. So yeah. your Resolve 5 yeah, yeah. ignoring terrifying. 
Um, yeah. Just, yeah, you just huge. fail it on sixes. <laughs> it's huge. Like she, the way that I, and I'm sure you already know this if you've listened to any of me rambling on, but <laughs> the way that I usually run the foot queen is in a big block of braves. Yeah. Um, in the BBB, and the big block of braves are only improving. Um, every week they seem to be just on that upward trajectory. And the queen, <laughs> like, not being able to break was a big loss. I won't lie. I won't lie. That, 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 that was a rule that won games on its own because it was just so clutch. This is an, it's, it's an, it's an evolution. So I think for a hundred points, she is outstanding value. Um, purely on that ability to give that inspiring presence to the Braves, the additional hit factor she had with five attacks, cleave one. The resolve means those Braves are so much more tanky with that resolve stat. Um, also means they're less likely to bloodlust away. Yeah, exactly. And which bear is in really mind, important. you haven't even hit a draw event yet, which is to the last breath. <laughs> Mate, I was saving my last breath for this. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, Essentially, it's a draw event, and it's target regiment with an eight heals for four. Yep, and you can only target four. it once per once per uh, round with the same draw event, obviously. Oh yeah, you can't like stack three queens behind your force and go boom, 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 suckers. <laughs> uh, yeah, get out. Um, no, it's just it's it's not going to resurrect a unit. It's just consistent top up. Yeah. Um, and really, I'm really pleased it went up to four from three because it was up three and it even went, at three, it was three wounds strong. before. But obviously, with the change from four wounds to five wounds for Wadroon, um, going from healing three to healing four helps out because of the um, uh, the way that healing works now in 2.0, where you can only heal, you have to heal back at least half a stand. Um, mm. This just gives you that, that little bit of extra leeway. Um, plus, I mean, like if you top up a regiment. Uh, a stand you know from you know nearly dead to full you know that th that's not the end of the world right so uh but it definitely the, the the scaling numbers needed to be consistent across the effects that obviously impacted it yeah and where i think where to the last breath really shines is healing up your big beasties yeah so 100%. they they definitely it's, it's... Uh, get a lot more out of getting four wounds back than healing back four fifths of a stand of wadroon <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look, and look, you, if you're healing infantry with the last breath, it's still really good. Mm. Uh, it can absolutely make a difference, but most of the time you're not getting four. So you've, if you're in like a combat grind situation, there's odd numbers on things. Yeah. You're getting maybe three wounds back, two wounds back. Uh, maybe you're bringing a whole stand back and that's, that's gravy. Mm. Um, mostly you're, you're probably losing a little bit of efficiency. Um, whereas if you're hitting up big boys... Apex Predators, Tontors, Drum Beasts, um, not re yet released Quaddles. Mm. Um, am I missing any? No, that's all the big boys. That's all the big boys? Okay, thank you. I was having a little bit of a moment there, but <laughs> better than something. Um, if you're healing them up, they that efficiency is huge. And they they just they love it. They love it so much. So yeah, if you can get yeah, to the last breath, yeah, Apex Predator, because oh, oh your opponent hates that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> There's nothing worse than an opponent, an apex predator being its last legs, and suddenly up she pops to like six wounds remaining, so that last ballista can't just like 
do its final death rose and it just like ruffle stomps the side of something. Yeah. And your opponent's like, what just happened? <laughs> From the brink of death. <laughs> oh yes. Fun times. But mate, that is her. Look, she can as as normal, she can do a single artifact. Her her um her warband is a huge strength of her, so she's really flexible in what she can take. She can take all of your really good basics. So she can take blooded, warbred, Braves and hunters as mainstay, so all of those are just just rock solid. Yeah. Um, her restricted as well are very appealing. So the apex predator, you gotta love a T Rex. <laughs> the new drum beast, which we'll get to, which we are, um, I'm sure we'll gush quite a bit about him. <laughs> Raptor riders, always a favorite. Uh, the quattle hasn't been released yet, but will be amazing. And the tontour, the slightly buffer version of the drum beast. So yeah, mate. The queen is the, there. Was a reason I would run two queens, and I have run two queens, and I probably will be tempted to run two queens going forward because she just does so much, and she's the ultimate support that lets your unit shine. She has great warband options too, like being able to have access to your Braves and your Blooded, which is your core infantry, like your basic infantry. Um, she's the only thing that can take Warbred as mainstay, so having access to a really solid brute is fantastic. Hunters are great for early early um, pressure. Plus, they're 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 actually solid now. Like if you look at yeah, when we hit the stats, it's like they they uh, it's a running joke Monty and I have. But hunters have always just gotten better and better for, from my point of view, and they just keep getting better and better, and I love it. Um, they but keep then getting into the stratosphere. Like there's no like you look at the queen, and you know most characters have some kind of like downfall. There's nothing here. There's nothing but a plus material. Yeah, exactly. And then her uh, restricted is all of your big beasties, Tontor, Quaddle, Drum Beast, Apex, and then access to Raptor Riders because yeah. she uh, there's a and th there's a way to get her as into cavalry and her and Raptor Riders is fantastic and so she has access to them so you can actually pull that combo off. Yeah, great. Um, mate, she's good. Won't won't spend any more time on her because that's, that's you know you'll see, will, her, you'll see her on things near you. I'll I'll grab the next couple because they're both technically the chieftain. Um, so mm. we've got the chieftain to begin with. Uh, he is a hundred points for a infantry medium. He's March five. He's a volley of one, a clash of three. He has five attacks, five wounds, a resolve and defense of three, and a zero evasion. And he has the cleave mm. two special rule. Nice and simple. Uh, he can take one artifact. That's pretty basic. And he has access to another option, which is the Way of War. So he must select one, uh, may select one of the abilities at, at, uh, additional, at no additional cost. So, you know, must select one of the following abilities. Yeah. So he has options, uh, uh, two, two choices he can pick from. Uh, first one is Rapid Displacement. The regiment this character Santa is currently attached to gains the double time draw event. Uh, which Monty mentioned earlier on. But basically, if you perform too much actions, it gives you a third one for free. And Violence of Action, which is the regiment that Carrot Sand is currently attached to, gains the Flurry special rule. Um, which is great, because just getting flat rerolls in a clash is awesome. Uh, and you yeah, get to do man. it for free, um, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, it's so good, it's always on. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's it, and if he hops from one regiment, like seeks from one regiment to another regiment, boom, Flurry straight away, like away you go. Um, his warband's nice and easy. Uh, he has access to mainstay braves, blooded, and veterans, and he has restricted access to the Tontor, the Quattle, the Raptor Riders, the Thunder Riders, and the Warbred. Uh, and then mm. he has access to uh, his restricted uh, teachers of conquest, retinue, available combat, and arcane not available. And he has access to his the masteries as well. 
So he's nice and simple. He's just your, he's your, kind of your beat stick. You know, when you, when you look at, when we sort of define characters, it's like, you know, utility, combat, you know, all that sort of stuff. He's just a combat mm. character. Um, yeah. He does have a little bit of utility with rapid displacement, but obviously violence of action with him in a unit of, say, veterans, um, or, you know, just like, if you want to go cheaper, you go blooded. Um, he just amplifies offense because he's cleave two. Um, and, uh, he's got five attacks at clash three. Um, and then obviously he also gets the flurry special rule if he tags into a regiment because of the way yeah. that, you know, sharing special rules works from a character in that instance. So it means that he's rerolling all of his attacks anyway. Um, so yeah, he's, he's bringing the shock special rule if you charge. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If he's, if he's your warlord, away you go, you get clash, you get shock on your clash as well. So yeah, it's, um, he's, he's really good. hundred points. Again, I, the, you made the point with the, the queen. It's like, it's a hundred points well spent. Um, mm. his warband options are great too. Like he's the, I think he's the only way to get veterans in the list, um, is, yeah. is through yes. either of the chieftains. Um, but just having access to your, your core basics, your braves, your blooded, and then obviously having access to some of your monster mash. Um, he's the only way to get Thunder Riders as well. Um, and they are fantastic. Uh, although you probably won't run them with a Chieftain. But you might run them with a Thunder Chieftain. Thunder uh, a lightning baby, let's go. Mm-hmm. But mate, this 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 guy's great. Um, the the model uh, actually releases very soon from time of recording. Um, and he's he's friggin' fantastic. Uh, he's hundred and sixty points. So I guess a little bit more expensive, but he's a mm. heavy cavalry. Um, he is March six, volley one, clash of three, five attacks, six wounds with a resolve and defense of three and zero evasion. So sharing a lot of similarities with his foot version, just um, the extra wound and the extra march. Uh, he mm-hmm. has the Brutal Impact 2, the Cleave 2, the Impact 4, the Line Breaker, and Trample 2 special rules. Um, so, to quickly run over, uh, Line Breaker is an easy one. Basically, you ignore Shield and Bastion when you hit things. Uh, and Trample means that he will get two additional free hits at the end of his activation, as long as he's in contact with something. So, nice and simple. In um, his front arm. Obvi- yeah, obviously in his front arc, yeah. It's the, the Triceratops' stomping and headbutting things, and he's getting getting bonus bits. Um, he has a uh, a special another special rule called Ride the Lightning, which is Thunder Rider regiments in this warband gain the flank special rule, meaning that they can choose when they come on. Um, I'm sorry. Did you just say he has a special rule called Ride the Lightning? Yeah, he has and a special rule the- called Ride the Lightning. <laughs> You then proceeded to read it like a librarian would read Aristotle. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he has a special rule called Rattanagan. <laughs> but yes. As you were. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for catching me on my mistake there, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, he can take one yeah. artifact, basic. He has access to the same ways of war. So rapid displacement, violence of action, they're the same. Um, his warband... Um, is a little bit different, but very similar. So uh, his ma- he gains Thunder Rider's mainstay instead of having them as restricted. However, you can only ever have up to two regiments in his warband. So just mm. because they are a mainstay now doesn't mean you can fill all four slots with Thunder Riders. He can only have two. Um, right. And that's because four like main like mainstay regiments of Thunder Riders is insane. So let's not do that. Yeah. Um, no, no, everything else... Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so basically, he is, if you want to run a chunk 
Chonk Chieftain, the Chonkton, with Thunder Riders, this is how you do it. Yeah, it's there's a uh, anybody who's familiar with Wadrin, we've mentioned it before, is like there's a, there's been re- there's a relic called Brood of Omgra, which turns him into cavalry, and away you go. This is one step better, where it turns him into a Thunder Rider. He just happens to also still retain the bits of him that were Chieftain. Um. <laughs> yeah. He basically Thor. He, ter- he basically becomes Thor on a Stegosaurus. Yeah, basically. Like, I mean, if there is a single image to get new people into the game, it will be Thor <laughs> on a Stegosaurus. Hey, he's on a Triceratops, though, mate. He's on a Triceratops. Bear that in mind. Ah, uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Triceratops. <laughs> We'll put myself into the naughty corner. Um, <laughs> but mate, is, he, is is this a typo? Is he supposed to have dropped Warbread as his restricted options? Uh no. That that is that is. So he does still have some differences. Um, but basically, like he he's more to lean into what the chieftain's yeah. doing. Um, if you want, if you want the chief, like if you want access to Warbread outside of a queen, this foot chieftain. Um, and yeah. the Thunder Chieftain's a little bit more specialized in that sense, and that's yeah. why he's he sad, some... sad Chief and Thor Chief. Basically, yeah, he has he has some slight differences, and that's why he, he apart from everything else that makes him need a new profile, he has a new profile. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he's he's fantastic. Like he gets actual wounds. He's got yeah. great damage. That brutal impact line breaker. Impact four. I mean, yeah, hundred sixty points though, but you're getting. Like you're getting a lot for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he he is he is pricey, but he's very good. And the if you, especially because if you're running him the Thunder Chieftain, you're basically putting him in Thunder Riders, unless you're putting him Raptor Riders for some weird reason. But then you're kind of slowing down Raptor Riders for no real purpose. Um, no, no. <laughs> so he's 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 always going to be in Thunder Riders, right? And so yeah. he just amps them up to the nine. Like, you know, if you take violence of action on Thunder Riders, they get flurry. If you take rapid displacement on Thunder Riders, they have double time. And when you mm. watch, when we get to Thunder Riders, you'll understand why Zippy Fast Thunder Riders is scary. Um, flurry is also very good on them, but being able to just yeeteth them up the board um, is my personal favorite. <laughs> and they're really, 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 really impactful. Yes. Hail. They trample mm-hmm. through the competition. <laughs> All right, let's move on before let's we have to yeah. come we, up with we, more. We've hit our pun allotment for that, so let's let's jump to the next bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take this one because you've talked plenty. Done. The Predator. I feel like the Predator's a little bit lost in the in the new gloss. Um, maybe some of the old guard, but I tell you what, the footpred still has something to offer. So here we go. Let me let me see if I can do it justice. So it is a light infantry. It's got a movement of six, volley of three, clash of three, five attacks, five wounds, resolve of three, defense of two, evasion of one, with the barrage three special rule at 18 inches, armor piercing one, and deadly shot. God, that's a mouthful. <laughs> and a fiend hunter special rule, which means that it is re-rolling its hits against brutes and monsters. And there's never been more brutes and monsters in the game. So fiend hunter is Mm-hmm. Yep. Delicioso. It's beautiful. Uh, it has 90 points, so it is the cheapest character options that we've got um, so far. It basically can take one single artifact, you know, no draw events natively. 
Now it's got the ways of the hunt. So you may select one of the following, just like the chieftain. You pick one of these two as a free extra upgrade when you select the predator. So animalistic focus. The regiment this character stand is currently attached to gains the sure shot special rule. So sure shot means that what's that? Is that the one where you can't? Like, you terrain doesn't get in the way yeah, of so your shooting. Yeah, so I'll bring it up to read it word for word, but the regiment does not suffer the negative effects of targeting an enemy regiment within obscuring terrain and or drawing line of sight through obscuring terrain. So basically, you're always going to fire your full barrage. You're not copying the, the half shots or anything like that when you're firing through terrain. Yeah, sweet. So if you want to sort of be a bit techy and have some hunters or some slingers sort of in really hard to charge places. Normally you would be penalized for that because you're sort of shooting through terrain, so you sort of have to take the hit. Yeah. This now you're just like, hey, we're amazing super soldiers. Yeah, exactly. Um great. And then ceaseless hunt. This regiment oh sorry, the regiment this character stand is currently attached to gains the fire and advance draw events. Oh yeah. the old classic. Yep, yeah, exactly. So this one for anybody who's not not familiar with it is uh if your second action is a volley action, you get to perform a march action for free after resolving it. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. So you could just sort of do the old upsy backsy. Yeah. So walk up, shoot, move back. So you'll you'll you can really call the opposition. Shoot and then move. Like yeah, it's it's basically as long as your second you could you can march, shoot, um march uh, aim, shoot, march. If you're in combat, you could clash, shoot, march if you happen to be out of combat at the end. Um, so yeah, it's just, as long as the second action is your uh, volley action, you're, you get the free march at the end. Yeah, I would love to see, I would love to see a predator in Hunters successfully killing something on a clash and then shooting something that was not expecting it in the face. <laughs> yeah, I that wasn't ready for this. <laughs> so good. I was not prepared for this. I am still having a nap. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Um, now, its warband is pretty good. It's actually evolved over the years. It's 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 in a really solid spot. So it's got Braves, Blooded, Hunters, Hunting Pack, and Raptor Riders as mainstay. So really cool options there. Mm. And the restricted options being an Apex Predator, the Slingers, the Tontor, and the Quattle. Yep. So again, another um, the Predator is the only other way to get the Apex Predator other than the Queen. Um, so if you want a big dino Rex, uh, those two are your options. Yep. Slingers is the only way to get slingers in a list. Yep. Pretty it's sure also the only way to get hunters in a list. It's also the only way to get hunting pack in a list. Oh yeah, hunting pack. Let's not forget the tiny, tiny little ones. Yeah. Um, mate, all up, probably like a predator sitting in minimum shooting either hunters or slingers is basically how you're going to see this for the most part um, yeah like it's it's, it's, it's yeah you're not likely to see them in braves and blooded just because while you know he's no slash got five attacks at clash three but all of its special rules are, are basically loaded into shooting so yeah, it's a shoot like yeah, you're so, you're hampering yourself like you've got other you've got other appropriate foot hero options that were made and synergized to go into your blooded and your braves yep. this guy 
was made and synergized to go into hunters and slingers. Yeah. Like it's and for real, anybody who and, hasn't seen the the predator model, it's an orc standing on a dinosaur head holding a giant crossbow. So oh. kind of leans into the uh, the aesthetic there that it wants to be with something else that can shoot. So your hunters oh. and slingers are going oh, to be God. your most common. <laughs> so good. And look, it's damaged like no slouch either. Like it's adding significant damage to the front rank of any shooter, yeah. especially with the deadly shot, especially with the fiend hunter. Mm. Uh, you know, you can really go to town with this guy. And it's and volley three. Hit. So, like, it's it's hitting on threes. Yeah. If the regiment aims, it's hitting on fours. It gets three shots at 18. It gets four shots at nine. The arm piercing one, the deadly shot, and it's rerolling against brutes and monsters. It's a very good unit. Um, and yeah, if, yeah, and if, you, if you're trying to, um, or if you're expecting to hide in terrain, you can take the animalistic focus. If you want to be a little bit more, like, you know, movement techie, you take ceaseless hunt. And that way... Yeah. The, the regiment of, say, hunters or slingers, whichever one you're in, they get the added bonus. Like, being able to fire through terrain, not taking the half shots or anything from obscuring is great. Um, and then being able to, you know, X, shoot, and move is fantastic from fire in advance. Mate, I just... You know what I'm really annoyed about? Mm. A foot predator can't go in bloody raptor riders. A foot predator can't. No, it's, uh, it's interesting you mentioned that. Um... There is a if way. Only to do there was a way that I could get my cake and eat it too, mate. I'm glad you asked. There is indeed the mounted predator. Um, <laughs> so this one's easy for an extra twenty points. That's 110. Um, you pick up cavalry. You uh, pick up march eight. You pick up an extra wound. Yeah, extra wound. Yeah, Every, extra wound. Everything else stays the same. Um, same ways of the hunt. Same war band. Hang on. I think it's different. Hold no, on. it is different. Yeah. You lose impact. No, you lose blooded. That's what it is. You're losing blooded. Yeah, you lose blooded. Um, yeah. But yeah, so basically you lose blooded as a mainstay. Everything else stays the same. Um, and yeah, so it's basically a case of, hey, my raptors can shoot too. And a predator would be pretty sick in one. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like if anything, like him and his shooting makes raptor shooting which i've always been really critical of i have been really critical of raptor shooting in the past but mounted predator in them makes it relevant yes yeah it, it also means that like for moments where you might not have used it before you might now use it because yeah. you're getting that extra oomph out of it yeah, you know yeah. I mean? like and it's like decent fire and advance yeah exactly become yeah ridiculous on raptors yeah 100 especially yeah like marge eight is the the big the big pickup here when you go from a foot pred to a mounted pred um yeah because that's raptor speed and raptor speed is nothing to sniff at um <laughs> speed is everything yeah um exactly. but like yeah like this guy in raptors you've got the fire in advance so you can aim you can shoot you can move and then you can break dance freeform pivot. Yeah. Like they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. They're um they're they're doing thriller um on the side of the you know, on Halloween. So like <laughs> they they're really really good. Um it's like it's just again a different playstyle. Mm -hmm. Um it's, it's And I a, find that a, the, the, the Predators Warband is really interesting. Like but having access to Mainstay Hunting Pack, um, who are super fast little scouting unit. Having access to mainstay Raptor Riders is huge, although they, they can't score because they are a light regiment. Obviously, we'll get to them in a minute. But they are a light, so they can't score, but they're very good. 
Um, yeah. And then you've got your slingers and your hunters, which are, you know, your infantry shooting units. So the predator, and then, you know, the other way to access Apex Predator, it has access to a couple of the other monsters in the Quaddle and the Tontor. Like, it it has really good choices. Um, and the unit, uh, the, the character itself is really good because, like, the way of the hunt helps amplify the regiment you're going to put it in because it'll it'll buff the shooting and it like we like we said just before it's designed as a shooting character when you look at its stat mm. line so when you put it in a shooting regiment it just makes them better as well because they're gaining the extra yeah. shots from the predator plus they're getting the benefit of one of the ways of the hunt you could say that it's synergy <laughs> heaven forbid oh. um <laughs> hey, we've got one left we do let me quickly fly through it mate it's nice and simple um we got the sign of conquest he's the last character we've got here which is 100 points for a infantry medium he is march six volley one clash three he has five attacks five wounds he has a resolve of four a defense of two and an evasion of two he has the cleave two and priest four special rules um, so again, he's a bit of a combat for, for a wizard. He's got a, a terrifying, uh, uh, punch to his, uh, oh, what's he, he has a big hook blade, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah he he's got a spark. He's, he's got like a, um, it's like a, a Dothraki blade. Yes, that's it. And he also has the giant claymore on his back too. If you, if you really mess, mess with him. Um, he can take an artifact. Don't, don't let him draw both. Yeah, exactly. like, that's not a good day for you. <laughs> to, to be fair, I just imagine that the cleave two comes from the giant uh, sensor that he has on a chain. Um, yeah. Because getting yeah, hit by that would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can take a single artifact as per usual. Uh, he always belongs to the cult of conquest. This is what we were talking about earlier with the war chant. The sign of conquest is conquest. Um, mm. so whenever you draw his card, he'll always give you a conquest marker. There's nothing you can do about it. Now to, to sort of build on that a little bit, he still has to choose an option for his entire warband. So he himself is conquest, but his warband has to be famine, death or war. So you still have to make that Good choice. Call. Yeah. Good call. They, they, they don't get to just be conquest as well because he is. No, no, no. You can't pick that. They have to choose from one of the other. That would be sweet. Oh dude, it'd be crazy, right? Um, <laughs> He's got three spells. I'll run through those in a second. Um, his warband is nice and simple. Um, he has mainstay blooded braves and chosen of conquest because they're his boys. Uh, and then mm. for restricted, he has chosen of famine, chosen of death, chosen of war, and the drum beast. So he's the only way to have access to any of the chosen in your list is you have to run the scion because they follow him. Um, and then he has access to the drum beast because it's a fun little bonus we'll get to it uh, very shortly. Yeah. Now, to, to very quickly run through his spells, he has three spells. He has Cacophony, he has Crescendo, and he has Dissonance. So, Cacophony is a range of 12. It's Attunement 4, and it's Scaling. It is Target Regiment May Not Resolve Draw Events until the end of the round. Uh, so, this is really good if you're against a, an enemy regiment that heavily relies on having a draw event, whether it be a, um, uh, a defensive buff like Bastion, or... Uh, a more uh, or a more common one now that they've been released, the Steel Forge have access to flux powered. You can just turn that off. Um, if you're versing other Wadroon, you can turn off a Matriarch Queen um, <laughs> and just be like, <laughs> "That's no. such a sad queen. That's just sad queen." <laughs> she's like, she's like, you know, doing um, all the vocal exercises and then just like, no. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. it's on Solaris. <laughs> it's a very cool spell. Uh, it's super thematic. It's just. Uh, and yeah, like being able to shut down draw events is huge. Um, his next spell is Crescendo. It uh, casts on self. It's an attunement four. 
Um, he adds a conquest chant marker to the sequence, so you just get one. So you'll get your one for drawing the conquest. Oh, sorry, the sign of conquest, and then you get another one from casting crescendo, uh, and then you reveal your next command card. If it belongs to a regiment, so that's uh, any regiment, as long as it's not a character, basically, you draw that command card, and that regiment immediately activates. Otherwise, it goes back on the top. So if you draw a character card, it just goes back straight on top. Uh, and regiments activated this do, this way do not add a chant marker. So basically, that chant mark, conquest chant marker you're getting for casting the spell replaces the one that they would normally add by being drawn yeah. because you're you're you are breaking the command card sequence or the command stack sequence at that point. So this is just hey, instead of getting the chant marker when you activate them, uh, or sorry, when you draw them before you activate them, you're getting it ahead of time, um, just yeah. to make that it's a little bit more cohesive um, but basically he lets you draw your scion card and then go with your next card provided you haven't fluffed your command stack and put a character there by accident um yeah. it's just a really it's a really simple speed up mechanic if it's it's a great uh the scion it's a great way to start the turn when you've got something that needs to get the jump on the opponent and go in full ham because all you have to do is get one lousy token in the sequence at the end of the previous round, you draw your Scion, you get your token, which is token two, mm -hmm. you cast Crescendo, you get token three, you, you draw your next card, which is your, you know, your big smashy boys, and in they go at full ham. So yeah, he's a re it's just really easy to play the tempo game with the Scion. Yep. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interject. No, you're good, man. You, you, you explained it. You explained it perfectly. So, uh, and his last spell is Dissonance, which is a uh, cast of self and achievement four. Until the end of the round, each time an enemy spellcaster attempts to cast a spell on a regiment within twelve inches of this caster, or attempts to cast a spell while within twelve inches of this caster, you may discard two chant markers from the sequence and cancel the effects of that spell. This one isn't huge. Um, in regards to being used all the time. Like, you're probably going to be using Crescendo all the time, Cacophony every now and then, and Dissonance maybe one in a million. But when it does come up, it's going to absolutely cripple an, a, an opponent. The Because if they're relying on, a, you know, one specific spell to, to set up everything that they have going for the round, and you just go, no, um, then there's not a lot much they can do about it. No, it's great. And look, the true power of the Scion, I think the real glow-up he got moving into 2nd edition, and I know we've said this a lot of times through the reviews, but being the fact that he gets all his spells for free, and his spells were expensive. I remember his spells being they were, they were They were like 20 to 40 points, I think. Maybe 20 even 45. to 40 points a damn spell. So, like, you you could only take one because you could only bloody afford one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now he gets all three for free. He gets ultimate choices to when he uses them. And that cacophony, wait, no, dissonance, mm. um, the one where you cancel the spell. Yep. I mean, that's a really sad arcane tier three Dwegum sorcerer who wants to flame wall <laughs> you in the face because yep. he's not going to do it. Yeah, exactly. And, and to be and fair, all... I, can see, I can see dissonance stocks going way up when sorcerer kings drop. Yeah, exactly. I think it's 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 sort of like a you know it's out of its time. Yeah, there's not that many offensive spellcasters. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, I agree. Like the 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 big point you're going to be using it for is to cancel out a hugely offensive spell like a like a fire dwegsork, 
or it'll mm. be to stop an, an, an enemy from healing. Because, you know, if you if anyone's ever versed into like a water chapter mage or a volver in Nords, watching mm. that regiment you've nearly killed half come back can be can be pretty uh pretty uh, demotivating sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really the fact that he's just got that as an option is, I think, powerful. Um, and I mean, Scion itself. I know that you sort of mentioned his warband options. Scion mm. himself is a character out of time. He yeah. he's still waiting on all of his good stuff to rock up. Basically, like he Cho- he Chosen is- of Conquest literally just released like maybe a month ago as of this recording. So yeah, the, the, yeah, he he's very much been dependent on, or up until now, he's basically been dependent on uh, sitting in Braves or Blooded with nothing else. Um, mm. earlier this year, he got access to veterans, which is, uh, sorry, not veterans, um, Chosen Conquest, yeah. So he finally unlocks something he wants to sit in. Um, but yeah, like without, like prior to that, he was just using, you know, your baseline infantry. And then moving forward, he still has access, he can still go into Chosen of Famine, Chosen of Death, um, because they're infantry. And he can also ride the drum beast. Yes, he can. So we'll definitely get into that. I, I, I like to think of the sign of conquest just like the steel shaper for the Dwegum. Like mm. this guy, it, it's not his time, but his time is coming. And when his time comes, suddenly people are going to go, damn, that's, damn, son, like you're, you're really good. Like this is a really good character. Like the spells are fantastic. He slaps just as good as a chieftain. Yeah. Like he, he is tired as the single greatest damage dealing character in this army list. Yeah. Um, he's got priest four. So he's, he's acting as interference for enemy spells. Mm, and which it's actually, is super strong. interference is another thing that the, the, sorry, the, the Wadroon don't have a lot of. So no. the scion, and it's it's this is the the same concept that I in, when I played my city states. Um, you look at my mechanist is because having access to interference is fantastic. Um, it's just, great against anything because you never know when someone's going to run a wizard or a priest, and most armies will probably run one. Um, so being able to make their life harder is is worth the uh, the options. But yeah, he's I agree, man. Like he's definitely just missing out because he doesn't have access to all of his toys yet. And once he has access to all of that, he's he's really going to open up. Oh, for sure. And then people will really sort of uh, respect what he brings. But yeah, I think at the moment, you're probably not going to see him until, um, you know, that drum beast comes out. Because obviously he'll be on that. And we'll get to that in a second. Yes. Um, but yeah, mate, I think that's probably character wrapper. That's, that's characters all done, man. Now, let's quickly... Do you want to pick one or two relics? And we'll just ever so quickly fly through these. Um, yeah. and then we're, cause we're going to need to, we're going to need to talk masteries for a little bit, I think. Um, <laughs> Mate, we're going to need to talk quite a few things. Um, so let's pick one each. One each. All right. You go first, mate. And then I'll, I'll pick mine. All right. I can't not pick the one I always take. <laughs> um, look, just read them through because there are some fantastic ones here. Um, some really, really good ones. I mean, I'd love to honor all the mentions, but I'd be going against, uh, the code that is pick one. Uh, so the only one that I'm going to talk about is Death's Gaze. Yep. Okay. It is an infantry character only um, banner. So very important to wield a banner. You need at least level one in, um, teachers of conquest. Yep. Otherwise, you're not worthy. 
Yeah, you're not allowed. We all said that up. Um, the wording on this is 40 points. It was not cheap. The regiment the character stand is currently attached to gains the Impact 2 special rule. While this regiment consists of four or more stands, this regiment gains the Glorious Charge special rule as well. Yeah. Reese, does that sound familiar? Where else have I seen Impact 2 and Glorious Charge? Mate, well, that would be the Famine uh, chant within the War Chant table, my friend. In the Fanatic tier. Mm. So this basically turns on fanatic the fanatic buff of famine always yeah. for one red in your army um phenomenally powerful uh but wait there's more <laughs> if you can also make that regiment say fanatic mm. um the impact two is a baseline the impact two from famine adds to this yeah because it's impact plus so, two because it's impact plus two so you can have a simple melee regiment, or sorry, not melee regiment, infantry regiment, at impact four with glorious charge. So they're impacting at plus one in their, with their inspired bonus, and they're causing terror one for those impact hits when, when your opponent's resolving them. Um, so suddenly you can have um, a big, beefy infantry regiment that is just doing a obscene crazy amount, amount of hits. Absolutely crazy amount of hits, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I as as many of you know before, I've used this on the big block of Braves to good effect. I think it adds such a psychological weapon. I mean, the amount of times you pay, get the payload isn't as high as you want it to be, uh, because at the end of the day, you are only movement five. Mm. Um, so quite a lot of things will outdistance you, especially when you tell them if you get to Fnatic, you're eight stands of Braves is doing 36 impact hits, yeah. uh, hitting on twos plus one for inspires, threes plus one for shock is fours. Plus one for um, is fives. <laughs> so yeah, good game. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of goodness. Uh, mate, well, I'm <laughs> going to pick a nice and easy relic. I'm gonna just going to pick Mantle of the Devoted. So this is 30 points. Uh, the regiment this character stand is currently attached to gains the Fnatic special rule. Nice and easy. Um, being able to just slap Fnatic on a regiment, super good. Oh, it's, it's just consistent. Like, it's that's the, it's the easiest way. It's a cornerstone uh, artifact. Mm. It's the easiest way to, to upgrade a unit to be able to get that last tier of buffs. Yep, exactly. Uh, mate, let me quickly fly through the teachings of Conquest Retinue. Um, because the combat and arcane ones are very similar to ones you've heard us talk about in the past. Uh, t uh, level one uh, is the same as tactics, which is the regiment's character stand is currently attached to against the indomitable special rule for 10 points. Um, tier two is this character stand at any regiment they are attached to counts as following the cult of conquest. So this is good. This is 20 points. Uh, this is another way of getting conquest into a list. So for 30 points all up, because you need to take your tier one teachings and your tier two, for 30 mm. points... Uh, you give Indomitable to a regiment, and then uh, any regiment that character goes in, as well as the character card itself, chance Conquest. So you'll add a Conquest marker to the sequence every time you draw them. Uh, and then Tier 3 is the same as everything, which is 10 points for flank to the regiment that the character is attached to. Yeah, so it's just a really, like, basically for 30 points, uh, as if you didn't need more Conquest, you can make a Chief or a Queen and suddenly the queen and the regiment are all conquest mm. 
you can conquest markets for days. Perhaps much like two thirds of your list is conquest markets yep. if you're also running dinos <laughs> at this point. Yep, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a good day to chant conquest. Um, yeah. mate, let me quickly hit a couple of these masteries um, because they are very useful for the one room. Um, the first one's loyalty. This is a teaching of conquest mastery. Uh, for 30 points, all regiments in this character stands warband have their reinforcement role value adjusted by plus one. Uh, so meaning it gets, um, so if you're looking for a four or less, it becomes a five or less, etc. Um, a roll of a six is always a failure and you have to roll these regiments separately. So you basically, when you go to roll your reinforcements, you'll, if you've got say, you know, two or three units in the warband with loyalty, you would roll those separately to when you're rolling for your other lights, your other mediums, your other heavies. Um, and it just makes it a bit easy to bring them on. Nice and easy. Um, we then have, uh, Wasteland Adder, which is all non-monster stands in the regiment this character stands currently attached to gain the flank special rule. Just another way of getting flank in the list. And mm. then we hit the fun ones, which was, we have, we have Apex Master, which is five points, which is specific to a matriarch queen or an infantry predator. This mastery may be purchased multiple times. The character stand gains the Apex Master special rule and must choose to ride an Apex Predator in their warband. I'll get to Apex Master in a second. But basically, you're slapping a character on top of a T-Rex. That's, that's all Apex Master is. It's like, we see it, yeah. we've seen it before, we love it, it's great, we keep doing it. And then we... Well, you do anything different. Yeah, exactly. And now we also get the Tontor Rider Mastery, which is five points. And this is specific to the Chieftain and the Scion of Conquest. Um, now note it says Chieftain, not Thunder Chieftain, so you can't slap a Triceratops on top of a Tonto. Um, they are, <laughs> it's like, I've seen someone ask that question, it's, it, that's not how it works, that's why, Chieftain name, not Thunder Chieftain. Now, uh, again, this mastery may be purchased multiple times. The character stand gains the Tonto Rider special rule. A Chieftain must choose to ride a Tontor in their Warband, and a Scion of Conquest must choose to ride a Drum Beast in their Warband. So while the, the the Mastery and the Special Rule are both Tontor Rider, you have to you can only ride a Tontor if you're a Chieftain, and you can only ride a Drum Beast if you're a Scion. So there is that, that split there. Now, I'm going to jump to these Special Rules, because there's a lot to them. Um, and they're yeah, sort just of... Just give them like 10 words or less version. Basically, yeah. So Apex Rider is the character stand, um, isn't really a stand. It's there for the purposes of, hey, I can duel the character and away you go. Um, and you ignore the character's march for lowest march value. So you're always using the monster. Um, the uh, character can no longer take retinue and it picks up a couple of special rules. Um, so it picks up the you and what army special rule, which is you can decline a jewel, it doesn't matter. You're on the back of a dinosaur, who cares? Um, and you re-roll failed defense rolls of six. Um, it also counts for being in contact with any regiment that the car other the monster is in contact with. So, you know, it still generates its attacks and stuff like that during clash actions and all that jazz. Um, now that's Apex Master. So well, Apex Master is, you know, you must join an Apex Predator. Tontor Riders... Did you mention the re-roll re sixes in yes. the defense roll? Yep, yeah. Re-roll sixes in defense roll and you gain the you and what army special roll. So yeah, those right. are the, the, apart from the, the rest of the special rule is just this it this is how it operates um, and how it you know functions within the game state and then you pick up the reroll defense rolls of six and the you and what army special rule. 
Uh, Tontor Rider is different because obviously you have the split between Chieftain and Scion. Uh, so it has all the same, you know, gameplay stuff, like this is how you work the stand and all that sort of jazz. The Chieftain has to be on a Tontor, the Scion has to be on a Drum Beast, and away you go. From there, um, the Monster Regiments uh, will the gain the reroll defense rolls of six, same as the Apex Master. And from here, it's split, and they get the Yuan War Army, and then it splits. So the Scion of Conquest gains, uh, on a Drum Beast, gains the Drum Beat Drawer event. Um, and note that that's specific to the Scion, not the Drum Beast. So it means that whenever you draw the Scion's card, you'll, uh, Drum Beat allows you to add a chant marker of any cult you already have in the sequence, you get another one. So if you have a fan, or because you've just drawn the Scion of Conquest, I'll use this as the easiest one. You've drawn the Scion of Conquest, he gives you a Conquest marker, Drum Beat would let you add another Conquest marker. Beautiful. Nice and easy. Uh, and if you, and that's the, so that's the Scion on a Drum Beast, the Scion gets the draw event. If you take a Chieftain on a Tontor, the Ways of War, the uh, choice between the Rapid Displacement and the um, uh, Violence in Action, uh, no longer affects his regiment. You now select a friendly regiment within 8 inches to gain the effect. Uh, it basically operates like a draw event, like the timing, and it lasts until the end of the round. So you mm. get to have your Chieftain on top of the Tontor yell at another unit, and that unit can gain double time until the end of the round, or that unit can gain flurry until the end of the round. And the Tont he can pick the Tontor if he wants, because the Tontor is within eight inches, because it's him. Nice and easy. Yeah. I mean, that change is both incredibly powerful and also incredibly limiting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's also just because we didn't want the Tontor just gain flurry, or just gain double time. It... You know, you're 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 paying the extra points for a character and a Tontor, so it, it needed to to be able to. And if you look at the the, if anybody hasn't seen the model, please do. It's it. Debo's done an absolutely fantastic job painting it. But the chieftain is literally bungeeing off the side of a Tontor, and he's just yelling at fools. So it's like, yeah, if I if I was getting yelled at by the dude jumping off the side of a, a dinosaur at me, I'd be listening to what he says as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's fantastic. The, the, I the, the the chief limitation of this and where um it'll be impactful in games is again it's taking it's going back to almost the old school way that they did draw events. So remember, you know the the classic um uh, imperial officer yes yep. mate, uh where you'd have to you know your imperial officers and your steel legion, but you'd have to draw your imperial officer first to activate your bastion and your whatnots, and then. You can draw your your steel legend card to go hand, but in that in that time that you've taken to draw the card and and activate your steel legend's been hit by something and it's dead. Mm. Um, this again goes back to that where to get the benefit of the effect, you need to draw the chieftain's card first, yes, and then your opponent goes, and then you get the effect on something within eight inches. So it's that's why I mean it's both incredibly powerful in that you give something that has no rights having flurry flurry <laughs> so you know you've got an apex predator on the wing suddenly coming in and going num, 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 num. <laughs> um and and you know i mean apex should never have flurry that's been brilliant and, and disgusting but you just have to time it so that you know that you need to sort of have that sequence just on yeah, because you're leaving so vulnerable, being that you're drawing the character card on top of the Tontor, it's unlikely you're trying to duel something. 
Um, so it's, you're, you're spending that entire turn to set up the flurry as opposed yeah. to the way the game is moved now where everything just gets flurry. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, that's the point I was making. I'll probably... That's easy. No, it makes sense, man. Uh, mate, that's... Let, let's let's run through regiments now because, like, the... the the Please, guys, have a read through the PDF. It's free. It's there. The relics and the other masteries and the retinue uh, options are all, all written out there. There's a lot there and we still have all of the regiments to cover. So we're going to skip over that uh, and get to we're the We're going to smash through them. Let's smash through them, mate. Awesome, mate. All right. Well, we've got our regiments next, don't we? Mate, there are quite a few of these bad boys in this list. Uh, but the humble infantry is at the top of the list. And so the humble infantry is where we will begin. The Monty Special. Uh, the Monty Special, and look, for early days of Woodrum, this was essentially the army. <laughs> it's all you had, yeah. Um, well, yeah, you had a couple of a couple of larger units, but largely that the force was was basic infantry, and then the various layers that you could put on top of it. Mm. And uh, and look, the basic infantry has lost none of its potency. In fact, nay, it has in increased in potency over time. So sleep on. Basic bare bones infantry from Wadruan on your peril because they will come <laughs> back to sing up your bottoms. Um, so the Braves, uh, I love them. They're 115 points. So point for wounds, I think the most efficient in the game, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Yes, because the, the, only other thing that's, the, only thing that's, the only other thing that's five wounds would be, um, like basic infantry wise, would be Dwegom Hold Warriors who are 130 points. I lie. The um, the uh, militia bowmen are like seventy five points for four wins <laughs> stand. True, very true. So, there you go. Sorry, there you are. But even then, it's pretty close. So, <laughs> one hundred fifteen points for uh, an amazing regiment. It's medium movement of five, volume one, clash of two, four attacks a stand, five wounds a stand, resolve of two defense of two and evasion of zero hmm. so the special rules is where these guys get spicy so bloodlust as a special rule shield special rule and support two basically blood must blood must <laughs> blood well i guess it could be blood must charge yeah. uh blood lust means that whenever you take an action you have to roll a dice if you don't equal or beat your resolve stat or the highest resolve stat in the regiment, so characters count, mm. uh, and you must move directly towards the closest enemy regiment or attempt to charge if you are able. So essentially, you have to take a roll to see if you can keep your head in check, and if you can't, then you've got to go right yep. and run straight towards your opponent. And which it's, it's, in... I was just going to say, it's, it's specific to you have to move towards the closest enemy regiment within line of sight, um, so if something's yeah. hiding behind a rock and you can't see it, that you still you, you're fine. Um, but if it's and if it's within your maximum charge distance, that's taking into account all modifiers, all everything. So it'll be like predator supremacy, famine, everything. If you're yeah. within that range, you must perform. You must attempt to perform a charge. Yeah. So you you just have to go for it. Um, and look, if honest, if I'm honest, bloodlust. Often I don't bother rolling. Because I'm doing what Bloodlust wants me to do in any event. Like it is very rare that I'm camping somewhere with Braves and not trying to smack into something. Yeah. Um, or trying to contest somewhere that someone's already at. Mm. So 
like bloodlust may seem like a negative but it's 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 not that bad it's also the only way in the game currently to charge in the turn that you arrive from reinforcements correct because yep. if you you can walk in from the side of the board you can fail your bloodlust roll and you can immediately charge where previously if you didn't Hell, the, the, the benefit is you can yeah. even pass your bloodlust roll and still charge when you come in from reinforcements that's right yeah exactly nice and easy yeah um but yeah otherwise man, these, these guys are cheap and cheerful they're, they're fantastic character carriers um queens love them chiefs love them um you know these guys are the perfect because they're so cheap these are the ones that you load up to high high stand numbers mm. get like eight stands of them, seven stands of them, big block of wound density in the middle of the table. They take the artifact I talked about, Death's Gaze, really well because they're the cheapest way of getting heaps of stands and boom, heaps of stands equal heaps of dice. So, mate, Braves are, they're a cornerstone. I, I, I mean, I know I'm prejudiced by previous version of Woodrum and now we've sort of moved past the auto-take category of Braves because there are so many good options where Braves yeah. just don't come into it and they just don't take up the list. But for me, I I, I never leave home without at least one good-sized regiment. Yeah, I just can't. Having one ah, with I a won't. character in it's usually really good. It's really good, and and it's just so cheap. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yep, exactly. Um, um, mate, let me hit Blooded next. Um, yeah. So the, the rest of Braves is pretty simple. 35 points additional stand. They can take a champion stand about 15 points. Um, blooded, yep. they're 135 points, they're medium infantry, uh, march 5, volley 1, clash 2, they have 6 attacks, 5 wounds, resolve 3, defense 2, and evasion 1, uh, no special rules, uh, they can pick an officer out of an aberration, a champion, a tracker, or a skirmisher, uh, and they have access to a stand bearer as well. These guys are basically the, the non-bloodlusty version of Braves, um, yeah. They're a bit more MSU, so like minimum size unit, uh, compared to Braves, where you want to bulk them out because they they get the benefit from one bloodlust and the resolve stat, and then obviously your support rule. Whereas the yeah. blooded is just like bulk attacks. Not saying that having a big unit of blooded is bad. It's just it they they operate a lot better in, in smaller units because you're just compounding their um like basically their their cheap attack numbers. Um, six yeah. attacks a stand. <laughs> is mental like i think we mentioned it earlier in the episodes like a minimum unit is 19 attacks because of leader plus three yeah. stands um yeah. 135 points steal it's they're they're phenomenal like they, these guys are huge i mean people may think that they got a uh, that they went down because in the previous iteration they had flurry built in so they were just yeah, real good. Um, in this version, though, they gained attacks. So then they're up to six attacks a stand. Seven attacks a stand if you select the 15-point champion upgrade to give them plus one attack each. Uh, so that's 21 attack. No, 22 attacks with a leader uh, for 150 points. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're um, really good. And, I mean, I think in this version of Wadrun, the ability to get reliable buffs to your hitting, so your shock, uh, death, um, you know, flawless strikes, uh, relentless blows like you, like, there are so many really easily to achieve buff layers on these guys, like, 130 points, 5 points, like, you're never just doing this vanilla profile. Like, if you're doing this vanilla profile, you're playing Wadrun wrong. 
because <laughs> yeah, you got to like, take all your chance into consideration. Yeah, you got to take all the buff layers into consideration, and when you put the buffs on these guys, they're bonkers. Mm-hmm. They're they're tr- they're truly like they're absolute bonkers. The only thing that hold these holds these guys back, sorry, uh, is the fact that they have no um, native cleave. They've got no real armor penetration whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But of course, then as we talked about earlier, you've got flawless strikes for smite. You've got your war for cleave one. Yeah, um, there's ways. Also, you've got your aberration, which is probably a good idea to quickly smash through this. Yes, yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Because these guys can take an aberration for twenty-five points, and aberration basically is a—it's re- essentially a leper, um, diseased fellow in the front rank, and he gives them uh, lethal demise. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it is specific to a smaller regiment too, so they have to be a regiment of five or less stands, uh, not including characters. Um, and they gain lethal demise, uh, which is great yeah, because yeah, bonkers. every every wound you're taking. Bear in mind, like you've got low defense, but you've got high wounds with a wound res- uh, wound stat of five. So a minimum unit can still do fifteen hits back um, just from their base stat line as they take the wound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, look, you've got you've got a lot of of glass cannon units in this game. We'll draw and have quite a few of them. Um, <laughs> But like Nords, some of them are glass cannon. Um, same with Hundred Kingdoms. You know, any anything with three, like defense three, resolve three. Yeah, that's or hitting these two, resolve three sort of area. Yeah. yeah, any of that. Like, like I think three is the cutoff. Anything four and above, you're not getting that much out of it. But anything three or less, you're terrified to hit. Aberration blooded because if you've got five stairs with an aberration in them, it's not that many points. As you said, you've got wound, you've got twenty five wounds of density, and they can have the killiest thing in the world. But if they're swinging and they're smacking you, there's chances are they're blowing up two thirds of themselves as they exactly. do it. Exactly. Uh, and then, yeah, like you mentioned just before, quickly run through the other officers. You've got uh, champion. Uh, the regiment adds plus one to its attack characteristic. Nice and simple. You know, seven attacks a stand. Uh, the tracker, the regiment gets the flank and fiend hunter special rules, so you can actually give mm. that unit reroll hits against wound, uh, sorry, against brutes and monsters, as well as yeah. flank, meaning they they can come on when they need to. Uh, skirmisher, the regiment, uh, including character stands, gets plus one to its march characteristic and may perform a free additional withdraw action once each round, in addition to its normal two actions. So basically, you can get you could withdraw for free if you have a skirmisher. You get plus one march otherwise. Um, and then other the other, other officers, just to quickly mention as well, is Chief gives you Flurry, and Flint Napper gets you to reroll sixes in a volley, as well as enemy regiments do not benefit from Hardened against a volley that the, the Flint Napper is in. Oh, sorry, you went through and did a... Oh, yeah, yeah, I was getting very confused, and I'm like, what? I figured, what while, while we're here, let's just get them all out of the way, because they're going to come up really, really soon. Great <laughs> ranks. Anyway, yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, look, Tracker, Tracker is a really sneaky pick on Blooded. I mean, being able to get that Fiend Hunter, um, you know, you can get a minimum unit of these, because they've got so many attacks. Like, these guys getting into the side of... Like a, a monster mm. and you know could really threaten it like these guys will reliably take down a mountain yacht nah. yeah um, it's a it's a lot of much kill. like one hit kill these guys are doing mountain yacht nah in the flank with um uh, tracker mm. like, and that's 150 points 
it's they're, they're really really good they're they're unassuming um they can they're cheap enough to be a roadblock but they're uh they're bulky enough to be one of your main damage dealers provided you know you don't have defense five to wig them in your meta which you know <laughs> these guys don't really like um but mate that's them basic but basic two um they come in the same box you love them yeah that's it um mate the new veterans the new and improved veterans because mm. they're now only 180 points and that's what we love to see um, so veterans are a recent release. Uh, they give sort of an additional party sort of infantry, sort They're of like heavy your infantry. Huskarl equivalent from Nords. Yeah, yeah, good, good, really good equivalent. Um, so they're mediums. They're not heavies. They're mediums. They're movement five, volley one, clash of three, uh, five attacks a stand, six wounds a stand, resolve of three, defense of two, innovation of one. Um, so off the t- or just from reading that stat line, you're probably thinking, well, why would you pay the extra points over blooded? Because they're not that dissimilar. But they get the shield special rules, so the defense three from the front. They get the forged in battle draw event, which my co-host will absolutely read out right right now. Now there you go. So forged in battle. When this regiment resolves this draw event, it may choose a tier one battle cry belonging to either its own. Or the Cult of Conquest. So you, you, you're locked into two choices, basically. Um, treat the regiment as if it has chanted the battle cry with this effect, but do not discard any chant markers. This draw event may not be resolved if the regiment already chanted the battle cry. So um, because you chant the battle cry as soon as the card is drawn, um, you can forego that and instead forged in battle, which basically gives you a free tier one battle cry, as long as it's your own or Cult of Conquest. Yeah, and really important. So Forge and Battle has a couple of key points. The first is you cannot do Forge in Battle if you already have two tokens in the pool when you draw the Veterans card because the Wudrun chant rules state that as soon as you put three tokens in, you have to chant. Mm. So basically the token allocation is before the Forge and Battle takes place. So if you have three tokens, they have to chant. So Forge and Battle is is meaningless because you're already chanting with three tokens where forged in battle is super super strong is it's a great way of getting token efficiency so if you have either zero tokens or uh one token of the pool right you've really got one token in the pool you draw the veterans card which puts a token in the pool so you've got two tokens now you then choose not to chant but instead do the forged in battle draw event so you're getting the effect of two tokens but you're getting that free and you can choose any of the three you can choose your plus two charge and shock plus one clash or instant rally and plus one defense so you've got your choice of those irrelevant of what your army composition is Mm. and then when you are finished with that activation those two chant markers are still there waiting for your next card which gets to go at maximum efficiency so they get to to straight away strike and fully cash out their stack hopefully you've worked a fanatic or something in there so they get to go go full hand um, and it's just a way and if you've got multiple veterans doing that then you're basically always going to be going or chanting almost at every activation um so it's a way of really sort of maximizing your efficiency with that so that's a play style that's really fun yeah, for sure. No, I don't um, like that. Mate, that's... Uh, what do we got next after veterans, hey? We got hunters. hunters. Ooh, fantastic. So these guys are my boys. They're 155 points. 
They're a light infantry. They are March 6, Volley and Clash of 2 with 5 attacks and 5 wounds. Resolve of 2, Defense of 1, and Evasion of 0. Uh, they have Barrage 4 at 14 inches with Armor Piercing 1 and Deadly Shot. Uh, and then they can take a Flint Napper, a Tracker, or a Skirmisher, each for 15 points. Um, so yeah, like, the, these guys are great, man. Like, 14 inches, I mean, sure, they're made of paper at Defense 1, Evasion, oh, sorry, Defense 1, Evasion 0, and Resolve 2. But they've got 5 wounds now, and they've got 5 attacks, so they're actually, like, weirdly scary in combat because they've got you know your yeah. baseline clash of two as well um but yeah the the barrage for 14 inches with arm piercing one and deadly shot fantastic and then because you can give them a flint napper if you wanted to you can then ignore hardened as well as reroll sixes or if you give them a tracker they get access to fiend hunter um yeah. so yeah th these guys are fantastic man absolutely fantastic i, I love these um they're so good just having one unit um to to sit somewhere and actually just like support with some you know decent quality uh ranged power is is awesome for the points you pay these guys do so much damage yeah there is so much damage they're doing they're doing 13 shots minimum at 14 inch range mm -hmm. hitting on threes uh i'm a piercing one with deadly shot so you're getting extras through there with the deadly shot um, the Flint Napper turns these guys from amazing to bonkers because yep. of 15 points, as you said, mate, you're re-rolling sixes. So you're, you're getting so much more through and, um, you know, your opponent, cause there's a, there's, there's a fair bit of hardened in the game. Now there's yeah. quite a bit of, of that coming through and people usually pay a fortune for it. So Flint Napper just turning off whole things hardened, turning off dragon slayers hardened, um, dragon slayers hate these guys oh my goodness dragon slayer is getting a defense roll of two against this minimum hunters unit that are just like yeah. pow, pow, pow. oh man and if they roll that's... a six to save deadly shots like guess what that's two wounds buddy yeah no, two no, wounds it, 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 they're, they're really good but also like a, a um a good shout you made was that tracker even mm. these guys fiend hunter the i think with these guys their main problem is they're an, a light infantry. I would love these guys to be mediums. Because if you give them tracker, right, you get flank and fiend hunter. The importance of flank is these guys, you auto stay the 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 um, reinforcement. So you yeah. don't bring these guys on until round three. Because these guys do nothing against other um rubbish infantry because they will be outshot by most yeah and they will be charged and killed where you want these guys is when you're in where your lines have already engaged and these guys can be the pain in the ass on the side yeah. hitting your opponent's t-rex you know hitting their brutes hitting their steel forge you know whatever you want to hit um so yeah i would almost always either do a flint napper for just extra deeps or that skirmisher for the cheeky uh, sort of later game play where you yeah. just bring these out from nowhere and um, it's a bad day. Yep, for sure. Mate, and I'll quickly hit Slingers next as well because they're uh, very, they, they built from the same kit and they're very similar. So these guys yeah, are 160 points. Again, light infantry. Uh, volley three now. Um, March six, Clash two. They only have four attacks. They do have five wounds and they're in the resolve two, defense one, and evasion zero. But they do have Barrage 4 at 18 inches with Torrential Fire. So Torrential Fire means if you're within half range, uh, you get... Uh, oh, actually, it might have changed. It's been a while since I've looked at Torrential Fire. Let me quickly check. 
Um, every two successful hit rolls rounded up causes an additional hit. That's what I thought it was. I just wanted to double check. Um, so, uh, and then for, is that still within half range or just normal? Yes, within effective range. So within half range. Uh, and then they also have, for every two wounds caused by this regiment as a result of a volley action, the target regiment takes a morale test. So they're one of the very few, apart from, I think, murderous volley, the draw event, it's mm-hmm. the only way to cause resolve damage from shooting, uh, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, these guys do, like, th- these are like you just, your your bulk Gatling guns, because they're yep. doing a lot of dice, especially if you're in close range. I mean, they're... I don't see them having any more than one volley in effective range. Or oh, they might. They might have more because that one volley is probably killing <laughs> Or you're, or you're really hoping you got something in the way to stop them from getting hit by anything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, because it's it's what? If they're in effective range, you're doing 16 hits from a minimum of three uh, on fours, and then you're getting an additional hit from every two successful hits. Yeah. Uh, which just like makes that go up even more, and then every failed, every two failed wounds is a morale test. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's accounting, and you've got to get a degree to use slingers. But when you get there, they're pretty good. Yep, they do the work. But yeah, so they're they're really good, and they can take a flint napper or a skirmisher, both fifteen points. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to think of Flint Napper. I, I like to think of it as almost like a little grot in the front row, just like <laughs> licking a knife or something up into his hand and catching it nonchalantly. And then when he, you know, when they start bowling, he just sort of like exited the enemy, and they sort of go, "Ah, oh, man, the foot." No, he's and actually sort of, he's actually the uh, one who they uh, what is it? They carve um, patterns and stuff into the the sling stones to make them more effective. <laughs> Mate, I think the fella flip of the knife is just more fun for me. Maybe he's doing so, that while he does it. You never know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe he's flipping the knife after he carves. Maybe like he's so quick at carving, he's like, I've got yeah, this. He's like, never mind, I could do this all at the same time. <laughs> Oh, mate. Look, I'll take this next one. Chosen of Conquest just hit the game. Very good. Yeah. Uh, very fun. So the infantry, they're medium still, so we still haven't got any heavy mediums. Oh, sorry, heavy infantry yet. Uh, they are movement five, volley one, clash of three. They've got five attacks a stand. They have seven wounds a stand this time, so they're beefy boys. Mm-hmm. They've got four resolve. We've got a defense of three and an evasion of one. Now they come with a special rules of cleave one, which is great. Fanatic, so they can only chant the... Um, Cult of Conquest, and they generate Conquest markers. Mm-hmm. And they are Impact 2, though they do Impact hits when they hit stuff on the charge. Mm-hmm. So they're an interesting... They're a really interesting lot. I, I think the most obvious thing to, to mention about this unit is what we haven't mentioned already, which is feels like we're, we're a sales pitch. And that is, you know, contact us if you want to find out the price in-game of Chosen and Conquest. You let us know you're interested and we'll let you know the price. Um, and that's 230 points. <laughs> so they are expensive boys. But look, for that cost you're getting seven wounds a stand. So at resolve the, four and defense three. Like these guys are tough. Yeah, they're not you're not getting through them quickly. Like even the hardest hitters in the game, you know, you're not mowing these guys down a turn. Uh, unless you roll potato and that's a sad day for all. Um 
they're re- that these guys sort of go pop. I think when a scion's in them, that's they love a scion, and then the scion gives them that cleave too, gives them a bit of sort of magical support, um, gives them they like the token generation they need because chosen of conquest their identity is to do three activations a turn. Mm. That's why you're paying two hundred and thirty points. You're not paying it because they've got seven wounds to stand. You're not paying it because they're tough. You're paying it because they can move, charge, clash. Yeah, they have they have so much inbuilt craziness because they get three actions. That's yeah, and like and bear in mind, right? It's not even that hard to to get them to three actions because they have fanatic. You need to have one chant marker in the sequence and then draw chosen of conquest because that would be your second. They then count as plus one for fanatic, and you have now have three markers and fanatic. There's tier three. It's it's crazy simple to to proc their tier three champ. Um, that's why these guys are an expensive mainstay unit. <laughs> yeah, mate. I mean, Toaster Conquest, they're, they're phenomenal. I mean, they're so, again, um, token efficient. Mm. Um, 230 points, yeah, but I think you kind of make your points back really quickly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a couple of regiments of this running around, then mainstay as well. Um, there are a lot to deal with, and you know these aren't something that you can just like chip shoot down. Chip shooting means nothing to these guys. Yeah, yeah, basically. So <laughs> yeah, typical, typical to deal with, um, and they'll be fun. They'll be fun to verse. Uh, you know, we go. Yeah. Um, but mate, seeing we're on the chosen train, these yeah. three haven't been released yet. They have not. No. Um, they're there. Um, so we've got the chosen of death, chosen of famine, and chosen of war. Um, mm. they. It's more than likely these guys will see a uh, a bit of a glow up in the near future, so we're going to mm. skip over these for now. Um, yeah, because I think so. I think I think we'll just we'll just basically say they're all gonna be bonkers. Yeah, because if you're looking at what's currently in the book and then you say glow up, that <laughs> is equals. And- and because they're fanatic as well, so like it's 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 that fanatic um, the pile on that they're getting. So they're basically always going to be able to be tier three. So you've got to you regardless of whatever you do to look at them, the tier three is going to be a thing. Um, <laughs> but mate, yeah. how about you? Uh, how about you hit on your your babies themselves? The next one we got in the list is the war bread. Mate, war bread is what I've based most of my Woodrun lists around you've, since... You've championed them since, since they came out. <laughs> um, I've caught many people both for and against the Warbred Nation, um, and I charge them in the face. Yep. <laughs> you, apply, you apply more Warbred. Yeah, apply more Warbred to the situation usually results in, in, in it going away. Um, <laughs> they are... I mean, I... I, I can't stress enough how much I love these big, chonky, misunderstood philanthropists that are the warbred in the Woodrun. In the in the change from version one point five three eight nine seven alpha <laughs> to version two, uh, they were initially of a concern to me because that price increase up to two hundred and ten points. Is significant, like they went up to, ex- to to very costly. But I think there was a couple of things that made that that brought that price into sort of you know, 
clarification. So the first thing is they went from four to five wounds. Now, before, when there were four wounds, you essentially always had to just buy one extra warbread than what you actually wanted. Yeah. So if you wanted to hit with four, you had to have five. If you wanted to hit with three, you had to buy four. Because, I mean, resolve three, defense three, I mean, anything kills one warbread. Like, they get looked at by, like, a peasant, and it <laughs> does. It, it really just does. Um, so you always had to factor one extra warbred based on what you wanted. The increase to wounds five did that for you. So you're essentially, you're not really paying any more points than you paid before because they've, you know, you don't have to do that extra body. Um, and they got access to the burnout drawer event which was previously a 35 point upgrade called yeah. penitent i think it was yeah penitent. Um, yeah. and with warbred specifically the burnout drawer event it's it's like mac and cheese you know macaroni before cheese was invented was a really sad pasta type it was often overlooked for spaghetti it was always overlooked for fettuccine but cheese said no you are my boo and that is what burnout says to war bread i'm good just go with me here it essentially always means that their movement for a charge is eight which revolutionizes their entire typing. A movement six brute that's resolve three, defense three is pretty rubbish because they're going to be hit by something like, um, I don't know, Crimson Tower or even something without much cleave. Uh, you know, um, uh, well, knights. You, you, or... even, you even look at something like uh, uh, a mirror match and other blooded, like a blooded, other blooded just rolling yeah. a bunch of dice at them. Exactly. Anything with plus two to charge. You know, like anything that has more than your basic five-inch infantry hits these guys before you want them to. And they just melt. They go. And they, you're paying a lot of points for them to do the business. And if they melt before they hit something, it's it's a really sad day. So burnout made these guys so impactful because you've always got the chance and usually you cash it in. To get so, and, and for the if you don't know what burnout is, um, when you cash it in as a draw event, you get plus two to the move characteristic, you get plus one to the clash, but then you also get decay three draw event. So if you're running a minimum three war bread, decay three is useless. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> you'll lose a couple of wounds. You you'll you won't spill, cry over the spilled milk, and you'll continue to smash things with your big hands. Yep, exactly. Um, the plus two to move is. Like honestly, if burnout was just plus two move and decay three, you'd still use it every time because it's that. Good. Um, but then, of course, that adds on to famine plus two to charge, doesn't it? So suddenly you've got your war bread, which you're costed at two hundred and ten points for move six because you would do so much damage. If they were move eight base, they'd be broken. <laughs> but of course, then you've got burnout, which means they are move eight base. Um, you just, and of you course, just might take a couple of wounds as all. Well. Yeah, you might take a couple of wounds as all, which you're happy to do. You then get plus two to the charge distance with Famine, and suddenly you are uh, charging a minimum of 11 inches with Warbread. 11 up to 15, I think it is. Mm. Um, which is... Actually, no, 11 up to 16. There you are. So, uh, bonkers. Bon absolutely bonkers. Your, your cavalry at that point with Cleave 2, Impact 2... Uh, relentless blows. So these guys, um, they love 
only going to tier one famine because they've already got relentless blows. So why bother going to tier yeah. two because you're useless? Um, so they're really efficient because you don't have to wait before you cash out. You could just have that quicker tempo. Um, I can't tell you what else about them. I mean, insert war bread and win. Basically, yeah. If problem persists, please apply more war bread. Please apply more war bread. I mean, or break or glass in bread. break glass in need of war bread. Like things like it's yeah. You, most yeah. problems in this game can be solved by more war bread. By more war bread. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to give you an analysis here, right? Two hundred and because they're sixty five points a stand, mm. so two hundred and seventy five points gives you twenty wounds mm -hmm. for stands of war bread, right? Mm -hmm. It's twenty one attacks. Mm -hmm. Base attack two. Cleave two, relentless blows. Yep. 21 attacks, you make the charge, right? Say you've got a chieftain, um, a chieftain uh, supremacy, so you've got shock on the charge. Or you've just blown tier one famine and you've got shock on the charge. Mm -hmm. So your base clash of three goes up to a, sorry, base clash of two goes up to a three for inspiring on the charge. It goes up to a four because of shock. It then goes up to a five because of burnout. And if you want it to be absolutely ridiculous, but it's not even needed, you could still get it up to a six if you had the shock coming from the from the chieftain and you use the uh, tier one death for yep. plus one clash. So you and could they get also like guys. tier two death because if you're going against something with evasion, your cleave doesn't mean anything, but then flawless strikes becomes a thing. Um, evasion would still go against flawless strikes. Sorry, yeah. What am I saying? Yeah, I'm an idiot. Never mind me. Ignore me. No, you're right. So, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, like, Warbred in isolation, that's why you've got to look at the layer cake. Warbred in isolation, as a clash of two, they are, you know, they're not that reliable. But I, I don't think anyone would ever hit with Warbred at clash two going to three. You're hitting Warbred clash five. With relentless blows, meaning ones explode. So statistically, if you're rolling 21 dice, you're getting 21 hits against an opponent at cleave two. Yeah. After impacts. It's just obscene. Yeah, it's, um, it's huge. They do so much damage. There's so much going on. But anyway, the, um, the, yeah, the warbread is warbread is sick, dude. Warbread. That's, that's why that's my warbread frothing. I'm done. I'll get back in my box. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, good stuff. <laughs> So, mate, I'm pretty sure next on the list is the hunting pack, which I know has been a firm favourite of yours in the past. They are indeed, mate. They are the, the goodest little boys of the dinosaur uh, species. Um, and they're an absolute steal now, man. Like, they're 125 points. They're light cavalry. Uh, what do we got? March 8, Volley 1, Clash of 2, with 6 attacks, 3 wounds, Resolve of 2, Defense of 1, and an Evasion of 1. So made of paper, which is what you'd expect from, you know, a bunch of tiny dinosaurs on a base. Um, they have a slew of special rules, though. So they have fluid formation, they have irregular, they have opportunists, they have unsung, they have vanguard, they have loose formation, and they have swarm. Um, now, before I get to those, they also have one other thing, which is they can't be joined by a character stand. So that's just something to, to take into account. You know, you can't slap a mounted predator or you know, a Thunder Chieftain or a character on a Brood of Omgarar in them um, because they're not allowed to. 
Grab all of the seal hunting pack with a big old chunk <laughs> sheep and just yep. just the chunk the chunk is just riding along and there's just like a swarm of dinosaurs around him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to, to quickly run over their rules, uh, fluid formation, one of the best rules in the game, lets you do a free reform at the start or end of your activation. Uh, irregular means you are ignored for the purposes of your reinforcement lines, so they don't set one, they don't interfere with one, they just it doesn't matter. Opportunists means they get to re-roll hit rolls if they're in the flank or rear um, when they're attacking. Um, unsung means they do not count towards the chant sequence. So this is actually now the only unit in the entire army that doesn't interact with a chant, which makes sense when it's just a swarm of raptors, right? Like, so they don't generate yeah. it, they don't generate a marker, they can't chant, no nothing. They're, they're literally just a, a blank card for the purposes of your chant. Um, yeah, they're just individual little missiles. Yep, exactly. Uh, then they have Vanguard, which is on the turn they arrive, they get to perform a uh, additional march action for free. So it means they get to march three times. You know, nothing better than moving 24 inches on the first turn. Um, and they have Loose Formation, which means they always count as obscured when an enemy is shooting at them. Um, as well as, I'll need to quickly double check that, uh, I believe spells that cause hits cause half as many hits. To yeah, half the hits. Yes, I was right, there you go, rounding up. Yep, I just wanted to make sure, I wanted to make sure that was uh, exactly what it was. But yeah, Hunting Back, man, they're absolutely great. Um, the only way to get them, as we cover with characters, is through the Predator. And in all honesty, running like a mounted Predator in Raptors with some Hunting Pack is a fantastic warband just in and of itself. Um... These guys are like the 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 sheer fact that they can move so far in turn one, especially with automatic reinforcement now, right? Like you get your one automatic roll, um, mm. meaning you can just go, oh, these guys are on, and they just move twenty four inches, and they're loose formation. So if someone's shooting at them, they they don't take barely any damage. Um, so your opponent has to dedicate a charge to them if it wants to. And to be like I mentioned before, they're made of paper, but if you can get them in weird and wacky and wonderful spots, then all's the better for you. <laughs> and they, um, I must admit, I had to take a bit of a double take. I, I hadn't seen the latest points. Um, and when I saw 125 for these, I, I sort of picked my mouth off the floor a little bit. <laughs> they, I think they are, they're a sleeper absolute bargain. Mm. Um, because that, as you said, the addition of loose formation, I mean, these guys probably have two roles, don't they? They've got... They've got the first roll is as you described. Turn one, on they come, twenty four inches up, and then you're trying to charge and lock in things like militia crossbow, yep. things like um, ballista. You know things. You know anything that wants to shoot your other stuff. You basically have a hundred twenty five point unit that, when they try to shoot it first, doesn't take that much damage, even though it's made of paper because like the, the you know, they're not doing many shots against them. Mm. And then exactly. in it comes with beaks and claws and tiny little fists of fury to probably best them. Yeah. And the thing is, um, like, they're, they're, they're only Clash 2, but they'll go to Clash 3 if they charge or if they inspire. Yeah. They've got six attacks a stand. Um, funnily yeah. enough, they do have a leader stand as well, so they're getting plus one attack on their command stand. Yeah. Um, Which you have to, you, I mean, you really do have to make, like, you know, King Tiny Raptor. Just, um, I just imagine like a little yeah. crown and a cape on um yeah. on the back of one of the raptors. 
Um, if it doesn't have a cape, <laughs> you don't get the plus one attack. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and the bit like with fluid formation, like you, you, you want to lean into opportunists because it, it's they're only clash two, right? Like they're not hitting very well. Like I said, clash yeah. three on the charge. But if you can lean into opportunists and they get fluid formation, so it means at the start of their activation, you can spin them. And as long as half of your stands then get into the flank, boom, you can take advantage of opportunists and actually get more out of them because they're then clash three re rolling because of the flank. Yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean you've 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 beautifully segued into the second uh, purpose for the hunting back, and that is sort of mid-game cleanup crew. Mm -hmm. um, you know, hide them behind a tree or something for the first four turns, and then out she comes quick as lightning with yep. with fluid formation. And when you know your dinos into something, or your warbirds into something, or something is sort of half dead from something else, they smack into the into the side of it, mm -hmm. and sort of wombo combo, two hit KO. Yep, and they don't like they don't have any like you know insane DPS output, but there are a lot of attacks, and sometimes oh, that's all you need. Opportunists, sorry, can't speak today. Uh, with opportunists, they're what they're nineteen attacks, hitting on threes, re-rolling. So you're getting about what fourteen? Yes, yeah, anywhere between. 12 and that's and from the side. So your enemies, you know, whatever they don't save, they're having to re-roll morale. But these guys are scary. If they get your flank, these guys are. I mean, they're one hundred and twenty-five points. So you basically, even if they stub their toe on the way in and do absolutely nothing and just get obliterated, you've lost nothing. Yeah. Exactly, and that, that was a, a key point of actually making them cheaper um, in the latest update, is because they don't interact with the chant, like they don't interact with your army rule at all, and if anything, they're a, they're a you know, they, they pause you building your, you know, your crescendo to get your army rule off, and so there needed to be a trade-off for that, because, you know, you were just paying, they were, I think they used to be 150 points, which to be fair, I still paid, um, but it, it, it meant yeah. that you were stalling out what the rest of your army was trying to do for 150 points, um, which was a little bit rough sometimes. So by making yeah. it 125 points, it makes a little bit more stomachable. Yeah, I think, I think last time I saw them, they were 160, and I would never take them for 160. <laughs> At 125, I mean, my play style isn't so much the foot predator or the mounted predator. It's just not my... It's just the way that I sort of swing through with Jordan, but they don't really do give you a reason to do that. Like yep. they, it's it's a very tempting, tantalizing dish. Yeah, exactly, mate. Well, that's that's hunting uh, hunting pack. Sorry, uh, did you want to cover the raptor riders, mate? The feathered speedy boys that also disco breakdance across the field. Um, <laughs> these guys were the very first. Um, the very first dinosaur yep. released for the faction way back when they've got a soft spot in many people's hearts they are fantastic models that look beautifully bright and striking on the table mm. um, and now I think they're in a place where their rules have caught up because for a while there I think at four wounds and fairly paper against sort of high volume shots or high volume attacks for 190 points they just they just didn't come for me yeah they, they tended um, to evaporate a little bit they there were times where you'd be perfectly fine but then there were other times where you were just losing 190 points <laughs> yeah and and as we said before losing 125 points fine 
completely yep. stomachable. <laughs> Losing 190 points to you know, on a win, uh, suddenly that's yeah. like, little that's, little that's little a big harder. deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, they are they are light cavalry, uh, movement eight, volley two, clash of two, five attacks each, five wounds each, resolve of three, defense of two, evasion of two. They have the Barrage 2 special rule at 12 inches with armor piercing 1. They've got fluid formation and they have a lorry. Mm. You can take an additional stand for 60 points and a huntress for 20 points, which is the standard bearer and leader. Yep. Mate, these guys, these guys are pretty good. Like now that they've got up to five wounds, that, that has made a big difference yeah because it's, it's it's given you three extra wounds for a minimum regiment which is huge mm. especially because mm. they're they're evasion to resolve three baseline um so they they the, the defense two is only ever going to really come up if there's you know anything that it doesn't like that's ignoring your evasion which is like one thing in the game otherwise you're just going to be rolling twos um. <laughs> um yeah yeah and, and it's really consistent like rolling twos and then rolling threes you know you yeah. can you, you're not going to take these guys off unless you're rolling really bad mm. or you're you're versing buckets of dice so like these guys hate going into anything that doesn't have cleave mm. because you know you want these guys to hit your dragon slayers you want these guys to hit your things with cleave too because it's useless yep, it's wasted exactly. it's just it's just a stat that's sitting there doing nothing but yeah there's a, and, and then but as like, soon as you add they, a as soon as you add a mounted predator as well they become resolve four because of size so it's they become and then if you you know chant war with them for example or conquest tier two you can increase their defensive stats more Yes, I mean that's a really good shout. I mean, I mean these guys are. It's really tough because they were made for famine. Mm. Famine love these guys. Plus two to charge, getting shock on the charge, uh, relentless blows. So you know, exploding ones with that many dice. It's just so many dice, yep. and the fact that you can flurry, so you can base. You've got more chances of getting more ones, so more explosions. Yeah. Um, but. You're right. War really does good things for them. It gives you plus one defense. It gives you plus one resolve. It gives you that cleave one. Cleave so one, your flurry yeah, exactly. is like your attacks are hitting home far, far more reliably. It's I think they're a bit. They're pretty good in, in most of the factions, if we're being honest. Yeah, and that was the thing we mentioned most, before, right? Is yeah. like you, when you look at a Wadroon stat line, you can't just take it as it is. You've then got to mm. allow for the fact that the chant does give you a lot more. Um, if you hit that regiment as your as your third card, and so yeah, if you go Raptor Riders and you get them to tier two war, you know they're suddenly resolve four, defense three with cleave one, um, or if you go into famine, they're you know they're already eight inch move, and then they're getting plus two charge, they're getting shock, so their clash two becomes clash three, they're inspiring, which means they're going to clash four, they've got flurry, and then they get relentless blows, so. You're looking for fours re-rolling everything. Um, and, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're really, really good. I mean, these guys love to verse into other really good uh, light offerings. Like, these guys will mince your Hunter Cadre, your Long Bowman. Um, they probably won't mince things like Flame Berserkers. Mm. Um, but that's just because they're Flame Berserkers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the <laughs> defense three resolve five is the little yeah, bit yeah. Hard to get through. You know, I mean they might they might take a hit, but I mean they're gonna they're gonna hit the Raptors back. But yeah. certainly like they are really good light early pressure, but then similar they've sort of got a bit of a similar role as well to the hunting pack. Like if you can although they don't have opportunity opportunists, they're already flurrying. Mm. So if you can hit a flank of something juicy mid game with these guys if they're still alive. They're just, they're doing so much damage. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, Raptor Riders are great. Um, you can access them in a bunch of ways. Like, we've we've gone through the characters already, but obviously the Queen can take them, the Chieftain can take them, the Predator can take them. I think basically it's only the Scion who can't take them. So if you want Raptor yeah. Riders, you, you can take every character under the Sun apart from the Scion and you'll be set. Um, yeah. But no, they're, they're great. Um, they're fast, they're light as well. So again, they do so much work for a light cavalry unit. It's crazy. Yeah, why wouldn't you take them? Yep. And mate, we got Thunder Riders next. Now these Chonkosauruses are coming out very soon. Um, and I'm super keen for them because the models look amazing. Um, but they are 250 points. They are heavy cavalry. They're March 6. They're Volley 1. They're Clashed 3. They have 5 attacks and 6 wounds with a resolve and defense of 3 and an evasion of 0. Uh, they have the Brutal Impact 2, the Impact 4, the Line Breaker, the Trample 2, and the Unstoppable Special Rules. Um, a lot of these we've covered already with the Thunder Chieftain because he basically has the same profile. Um, and, yeah. and Unstoppable just means they get to reroll their charges because they don't have a standard bearer. But you probably don't mm -hmm. want to mess with, you know, a bunch of Triceratops charging their way at you. Uh, and they can they have a leader built in, 80 points per additional stand. So these guys are expensive, but yeah. they are tough as nails. Um, and being a mainstay for a Thunder Chieftain or a Restricted for a Chieftain... They're quite easily they're accessible. Quite... <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, they're, they're like, yeah. The only problem with Thunder Riders is you've now got so many choices for impact in that sort of 250-point range, don't yeah. you? And you in the heavy eight... the heavy range, too. Like, there's a lot of heavy in the in the faction that's really good. Really good. So, it's, I mean, it's a good thing. Like, you want multiple great valid options. Um, it's just like for someone with selection paralysis who can't <laughs> handle having too many things and too many choices to make, it's going to be a nightmare because I mean, none of them are bad. Like Thunder Riders are fantastic. Mm. And I'll just, I'll just shout out. I'll, I know we've sort of, Tadatas is, is really dragged on. So we'll, we'll, we'll try to, try to push our way towards at Zenith. But with the Thunder Riders, I can't not talk about them and not talk about them in Famine because mm. if anything in this game was made for Fanatic of Famine, it would be Thunder Riders. Um, you access this special rule, uh, all this combo, through getting a Thunder Chieftain and giving him the, um, the, the third point artif artifact. Thank you, and all the devoted. Um, and that essentially makes his uh, regiment Fanatic. So what that means is that when you get two tokens, plus one for Fnatic is three, blow the chant, you get the Fnatic, you get, you're getting um, what your base move six, so you're getting a charge of eight plus a D6. You're getting shock on the charge, which means that when you impact on the charge, you are doing clash four. Mm -hmm. If you go to tier three, you are also getting plus two to your impact hits so your impact four goes to impact six 
and that means your is that clash six, four goes to clash five. <laughs> it really does because of glorious charge. Mm -hmm. So you're now doing six dice per rider at clash. Uh, you know, only missing on sixes again. This is all with line breaker, so you're going straight through shield. You're going straight through um, uh, hardened and bastion. Yep. Do you go through hardened? No, no, no. Just through shield and through bastion. Shield and bastion. Oh, it'd be great if we went through hardened as well. Um, <laughs> and and then that's a trample too. So you basically. Oh, sorry, no. That's a uh, brutal impact too. So you essentially are just you're just shredding things. Like if you can, I know it's expensive, but you can put like a five hundred point unit in. That's just this ball of death. That all all you have to do is move and charge something, and they die. Yep. Like I don't think anything lives that. Exactly because yeah, in that in that instance, right? You're doing say for example, you're looking at MSU Thunderriders. You've got you know six. Uh, sorry, uh, you've got eighteen impact at brutal two. You've then got five attacks of models. So there's another sixteen attacks at clash four, re-rolling sixes because you've inspired. And then you've got six trample hits because they're automatic. That's yeah. just from a minimum unit at at famine tier, at famine tier three. Um, that's not including the the chieftain that is also sitting in there, who's adding a basically another whole stand of thunder riders in there. Um, <laughs> but he's got cleave two as well. Um, so yeah, it's it is for for yeah, like I think it's four hundred something points after like mantle and anything else you might want to chuck on there. So yeah, four hundred to five hundred points. It can do a lot of work, though. Oh, I mean, if you're not unchecked, you'll just you'll just blow through an entire half of the of the board. Like you'll like because not much will stand up to that. So if you unless your opponent puts something that can die in the way and then sets up to counter charge you, and you, you basically if you charge and delete something and then get the initiative and charge and delete something else, mm. I mean, what's stopping that? Yeah. It's crazy. It's um, it's truly, truly f tremendous. Yeah, like it will be. It will. It's one of those problems that I think, if you come up against it, you need to solve it. Like it's, mm. it's sort of. It's not. I don't think it's overpowered. I think it, it's it's expensive for a reason. Like you know, it's five hundred points. It's a quarter of, of their entire list. Uh, it's just like the fallen divinity. You know, with mm. the, those sort of pieces. I think it's something that you need to think about. Something that you need to go right. Okay, how do I, how do I solve for X? Yeah. Exactly. And I guess the, the benefit is they're only defense three. So they're not, yep. and they have no defensive tech. Um, there is a relic that gives them a little bit of de defense and that's it. Um, so you're, you've just got a, the big thing is chewing through the wounds. Um, nah. Because yeah, like the defense three, not a problem. It's the wound county you've got to get through because you've got to get through 18 wounds um, from, an, from a minimum unit, um, which might be a lot when they're also punching you at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you're running. So that's why I think running them in, you know, size of five. I think that's that's the critical mass because you've got to get through thirty wounds, um, and if you don't, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. Yep, basically. Um, <laughs> and so that's 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 glorious. All right, that's probably Thunder Riders. Yep, it's, that's now, mate, let's <laughs> let's skip along to the the main woman of the hour, which is the apex predator. Mm. Now, this thing is this model just sells itself. There is one of the coolest models that Parabellum's released. Um, the the t it's enormous, it's awesome, um, and it's it just got better with this latest update. So, for one hundred and ninety points, you're getting a heavy monster. 
It's March 7. It's Volley 1. It's Clash 3. It's got 11 attacks at 14 wounds. It's Resolve 4. It's Defense 3 and a 0 Evasion. Now it has Cleave 2. It has Deadly Blades. It has Fearless, meaning that it doesn't care about any negatives to its um, Resolve stats. So it's always Resolve 4. It's got Fiend Hunter. So it's going to reroll against your Brutes and Monsters. It's got Impact 5. It's got Terrifying 2. It's got Unstoppable, and it also has Bellowing Roar, which is a new special rule that's across all the monsters in Wadroon, uh, which means that they now get to interact with your champ. So they generate you a, or they count as being part of the Cult of Conquest, so they'll generate you a Conquest marker, and they can chant, but they can only chant the Cult of Conquest. So you, can, you can't chant Famine, you can't chant Death, you can't chant War, you can only chant for Conquest. So basically it's, it's limiting them to the plus three march on their first move, it's limiting them to the increased evasion, and it's limiting them to the third action, if they are fanatic. Um, but yeah, the Apex is great, you can slap a Queen on it, it gets better. Um, <laughs> you can slap a Predator on it and it gets better. Um, this, this model is just awesome. Yeah, look, it's 190 points. I think we can all safely say well spent. Mm -hmm. um, the, it's, it's just gotten so much better since the Dude, last the, edition. the extra two wounds and being able to interact with the chant alone was just a huge change. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll talk a bit about that because that... That single is it's it's changed the Woodrun way of life. It really has. Like the the ability for monsters to now not only interact with and um a, and supercharge up from the chance system, but also to contribute to the stack for when you want to supercharge the next card. Yeah. That is it's it's huge. Like it really is such a big impact on the way that Woodrun plays. Um, we talked earlier about how conquests used to be hard to come by, and now they're just everywhere because monsters, by and by and large, they're not hard to equip. No. They're restricted across the range for a, for a number of characters. They're, you know, in the case of the Apex Predator, they're not prohibitively expensive. It's only 190 points. Mm. I mean, you're paying. It, it costs the same as a, a minimum unit of, of Raptors. Yep. And you're getting a guaranteed conquest marker return. Um, you're getting a monster that is just so good yeah. for 190 points. And that 14 wounds, as you said, mate, it's so often that t that 12 wounds just wasn't enough. Yeah. 12 wounds would get you to the point where you're you're likely to be flash killed by almost anything if yeah. they've got... It, it was, it was basically a case of you you were running a risk of anything charging you and you just dying. Oh, you could die to anything. Like if you if you rolled, you know, you could die to one, you know, one or two casts from, you know, like a chapter mage who's just throwing a little fire dart at you. Yep. Um, like it really, like you could die to anything. So I mean, it's obviously fourteen wounds is not invincible. You can still be flash killed, but it just gives you a tiny little buffer. Yeah. Uh, that you didn't have before. And, yeah, well, and, you like, know, especially like think think of the games we've had where it's like it's died to the T and now it would have two wounds oh, left. <laughs> exactly. There's two wounds is all it needs to go out in a, in a blaze of glory. You know, it's it's all it needs to actually delete something else that's mm. well worth its points. Or it then gets healed by four by a queen. And now it's up to six wounds, and now it, it you know, it just regenerates and comes to life and goes ham. So um mate, I you know, I run two 
in most of my lists just because I've painted them up and they're my favourite models ever. 100%. Um, and I probably will continue to do so. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to take one in nearly every list, so I can understand the, oh, what? why not just run two? Um, I mean, hell, we've had yeah. a couple of guys locally who are like, hey, why not just run four? Uh, and that was before they got changed. Um. <laughs> yeah. they, like, they, they're, you know, I don't want to talk about them too much because I'm... I'm <laughs> Worried they'll they'll be seen as too good. Um, <laughs> Mate, well speaking sorry, of speaking terrible. of too good. Hashtag never buy a predator. Never buy <laughs> Speaking of saying. speaking of too good, we have finally, after two years of Wadroon existing in the wilderness, uh seen and been able to witness the glory that is the drum beast and the Tontor. And they're all we have left in this book. Um so the drum beast I'll go through first. Uh it's three hundred and thirty mm. points. Now notice that is a hella expensive model, but we're gonna get to why in a second. Um, it, is a, it is a heavy monster. It is March 6. It is Volley 2. It is Clash 2. It has 12 attacks. It has 26 wounds. And it has Resolve 3 and Defense 3. Now, the special rules are Brutal Impact 2, Cleave 1, Impact 6, Line Breaker, Fearless, Trample 10, Sound of the Drums, Oblivious and Bellowing Roar, as well as Towering Presence, which means that it counts as being size 4. So note that um, most or all monsters are size 3 by default. This thing is so huge, it is size 4. Uh, and March of Giants, which means this regiment always counts as inspired. Now that's a lot. <laughs> it's that's, a lot. I feel like... This model was written by a guy who was getting a bonus for how many special rules he put on a model. <laughs> uh, mate, um, you, you should you should have seen it uh, at one point. I think Leo and I uh, had more on it, and then I think we kept cutting things down because it was way... And it's still a lot, but bear in mind, this model is immense, so it kind of had to have stuff that made sense. So to break it down, it, right, it's making uh, six impact attacks at Brutal 2, hitting on uh, twos, uh, it has Lime Breaker, so it's ignoring Shield and Bastion. Uh, it has 12 Cleave 1 attacks, uh, hitting on 3s always, because it's always inspired. Um, and then it has Trample 10, so 10 automatic hits at the end of its thing. Um, it's Fearless, so it's always Resolve 3. It's Oblivious, so it's halving the... or it's, it's Every 2 failed morale rounded up is 1 wound instead of, instead of you know, 1 for 1. Uh, bellowing Roar, so it's interacting with the Conquest chant. And then Sound of the Drums. So this is a special rule that's specific to the Drum Beast, which is, so long as the Drum Beast is on the battlefield, your regiments are not obligated to chant the battle cry. It becomes optional. So this thing that we yeah, mentioned, yeah. what feels like two and a half hours ago, about you having to chant when you hit three markers, if this guy's on the battlefield, doesn't matter. You can chant whenever you want. Yeah, yeah. It just saves you. You can't, like like extra chant mm. and then when you chant you always get rid of so like you can't ever put more than three markers yeah. in your and pool that, that, that's a good point that's to make yeah you can thing. you can't exceed the three markers always but it just means that you don't have to chant and you just keep discarding and adding yeah. new tokens while you're until you choose to chant exactly it's not it's not a it's not a way to bank it so you can like double or triple stack a three chant mm. it's more a case of okay i've got my cards out of order or my opponent has deleted the thing that i wanted to go next mm. um so now, now i draw my hunter's card on the other side of the board 
and they don't need tier three because they're irrelevant in this yep. exact moment. So I'm actually going to hold it because I've got sound of the drums. I'm not going to chant. I'm going to hold it for my next card and they need the buff. So on they go. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And then um, I was going to say that's, well, that's basically the drum beast. Um, the, uh, sorry, there is also an added restriction, which you can only take one drum beast per warband. So mm. you can't run double drum, like Scion, double chosen of conquest, double drum beast or anything like that. No matter where the drum beast goes, because I think it's accessible by the queen, the, uh, Scion and maybe the predator as well. I've forgotten off the top of my head. Um, but the it means you can only ever have one in any warband. So if you want an extra drum beast, you have to take a whole new warband with a you know whole character and mainstay, blah blah blah. So yeah, yeah. Oh look, uh, and look, you never you never get one. One's fantastic. Mm. That that ability to sound the drums, hold that stack, and bring it to bear where it's needed is is. Yeah, I mean it's like a, it's 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 game changing um, yep, for the exactly. Witcher. It's massive. Um, and plus, this thing is a beast. <laughs> it's it's a beast. But the only thing I don't like about the drum beast is the fact that the Tontor exists. <laughs> so well, mate, allow me run, allow me to dive into this beastie. So essentially, the Tontor is drum beast, but the horns are flip are, are essentially reversed. So <laughs> it's got a bit more pointy when it hits stuff. Yeah, uh, that's that's how I think of it. It's got the road um, spikes on the front. Yeah, it's got it's a bad good spot. It's bad. And, and really, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing sort of conversion opportunities. <laughs> people sort of doing like you know, like the Lord of the Rings Mumma Kill. Yep. Uh, where you, you know you've got your big spiky wire between tusks. Um, <laughs> get that going, people. I I'm not clever enough to just, do it myself, just turn but, the tontor uh, into a lawnmower, basically. Yeah, basically. Like, that's that's <laughs> and then come and do my place because it's getting a bit long. Yeah, that's. Good. Um. So yeah, for 310 points. So the first thing we'll note is it's 20 points cheaper, which yep. matters. Now that matters on list. 20 points is is the difference between something working and something not. Um. You're getting you you're so first of all you're losing sound of the drums. So you're basically losing all utility. All this, this, this thing, thing trades off utility for pure offense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's just a beast. So basically, drum beast it toes the line between being a offensive threat, which it is, but also being a support piece. So it's 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 a little bit it's a little bit sort of kept in check. Whereas the Tontour definitely gets more damage, uh, loses its utility, gets a bit cheaper, and has no restrictions. So you can take as many Tontours as you can legally fit in the list. Basically, it's very similar to the Drum Beast. Um, same stat line completely. Uh, the only difference is the attacks has gone from 12 to 16. So you're just getting more dice. So you're getting more damage consistently. And the... No, everything else is the same. Oh, no. And it gets Relentless Blows. Yeah, it trades Sound of the Drums for Relentless Blows. So it removes yeah. that utility from Sound of the Drums and gains Ones Explode. Everything else yeah. is exactly the same. Uh, like like Monty said, apart from twenty points cheaper and plus four attacks, they're exactly the same. Yeah. So you actually you're, you're doing a fair bit more damage. You know, four attacks and relentless blows is is a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, if you're thinking drum beast, if you're looking at the, like if you're have this big beastie and you're like, I want it to smash, I probably wouldn't build your drum beast because although the drum beast will do work, like. The Tontor is where you're at, if that's what you want. Mm. Um, the Tontor is, ba is it's it's more like your it's your it's your bigger apex predator. You're using apex predator like a missile, using a Tontor like a missile. 
Oh, it's it's and it's it's perfect. Like this yeah. thing slaps. This thing slaps so hard. <laughs> um, it's it does it does a lot of work, and that's not even before you consider putting a chief on it. So if yeah. you put a chief on this thing uh, as its own, you know, five attacks at cleave two, um, you're getting so many layers of damage um, that it's like it is. And and I think the thing with the Tontor as well is that it's so much damage, but also it's this. Um, you know, it's this DPS check you have to match. You know, yeah. can you do twenty six wounds to this thing before it ruffle stomps through Rami? It's very similar to um, as we just said, the Thunder Riders. Exactly. Um, yep. You know, and, it's twenty six wounds. Why it has the same defensive profile. The uh, the obviously this thing is a little bit hardier because a it's more wounds, but it also has fearless and oblivious, meaning that yeah. it's harder to do resolve damage to it. But it's yeah. only defense three. Um, the yeah. big thing. Oh, I mean, it'll go down. It'll right. go down quick. Yeah. Um, Especially quicker than the focus, the right? But the, but the thing is, is, it's gonna it's gonna live a lot longer than you think it is because it is so big and it's so many wounds. Like this thing's nearly double the wounds of everything else in the game at the moment. Um, like you know, within the same bracket, like monsters are usually twelve to fourteen wounds, and this thing is basically it's almost double that. So. But yeah, the, the, the big thing that people, uh, I've seen it trip people up, is Trample. These things have Trample 10, both of them, the Drum Beast and the Tontor. That means at the end of its activation, if you're in its front arc, you just cop 10 hits. Yeah. Don't have to roll for it, you yeah. just roll your defense. Yep, you just roll your defense. Now bear in mind, like the, the Lime Breaker and the Cleave and all that, they don't impact that. It's just 10 hits at your, your full defense and everything, but it's still 10 mm. hits. And so yeah. while they're, you know, the Tontor's making, you know, it's 16 attacks with relentless blows and the drum bass making it's 12, it's like there's still 10 other hits that are coming as well. So just just be aware of that because I've seen I've seen it catch people out when they're just like, oh, the pain is over? You're like, oh no, the pain is just yeah. beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the rear legs flex and you're like, oh yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> and look, I, I think I think this guy's great. He like if, you know, 26 wounds gives you such flexibility to just yeet this guy with no cares mm -hmm. at whatever you want like if he goes down okay uh but you your opponent needs to invest some serious firepower to bring it down and the question then becomes what aren't they hitting instead yeah well that's the thing right it's like this is i mean bear in mind right especially if you've got a, ch a chieftain or a scion on top of either of these like the tonsor or drum base this is a quarter of your army like sunk into one model but it means you've still got three quarters of an army that can still do other stuff. And so yeah. if your opponent's focusing hard on the Tontor or the Drum Beast, you've still got, you know, uh, your 1,500 points, the rest of your army, capturing objectives or hitting them in the flanks or protecting the giant dinosaur. Like, So, yeah, it's um the, the tunnel vision can be real. Yeah. And, and they, yeah, are, yeah. they are very much a DPS check, but you need to be aware that there's still a Wadroon army around this thing. <laughs> I, I honestly think that I oh, I so need to start playing with the Predator more because <laughs> the, I think the Tontur was made for the hunting pack. Like, how much were those two just hand-in-hand hand perfect? <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty much like um, uh, peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> so you've got your Tontur coming in, your enemy smacking into it trying to trying to do whatever they can to just bring it down and then as your second wave in comes the, the hunting pack as you throw away to just like murder whatever's trying to bring down the tontor it's delicious yeah that's it so yeah <laughs>
But, but um, that's 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 everything we've got on the Wadroon. Mate, I, I think... I really don't think there's too much else to cover. I think as a final... Like, as a final wrap-up, you know, why would I play Wadroon if you haven't been listening or, or, or hearing us just froth over this <laughs> army? Uh, you play Wadroon because you just enjoy cool stuff. Yeah. Like, cool. this is the rock and roll heavy metal faction. Yeah. Um, it really is. Like, this is this is ACDC plus dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, That's the big thing. Because like, it, the, their selling point is they're orcs on dinosaurs. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's fun and, and it's strong and it's 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 flexible and it can go anywhere you want it to go. It it has a really e like I know that people say it's a hard army to get into, but I mean I can you know I can I can write a list that's as easier as, as almost any other army to pilot. Mm. It's simple. It's got lots of different card draw, a lot, lots of different sort of redundancies. So uh, another big thing we probably haven't mentioned with this list that we've probably mentioned in previous coverage of which one is. It's a army that really favors uh, re repetition of the same unit type. Yes. Yeah. So if you've got repetition of the same unit type, it means that you've got more redundancy when it comes to choosing an appropriate target for your like cashing out of your three tokens. Yeah, exactly. So, um, if so say got, you've got, got the one, if you've got say one apex predator and you want the apex predator to do the thing, but then your yeah. chance sequence gets screwed up and you can't hit that predator anymore. You kind of want it to either be, you know, uh, the next card or the next time you would chant. So having having two of um, anything you're running sort of helps the Wadroon in that factor because it lets you then go, oh, you know, oh, you've killed that unit. Oh, that's a shame. But I've got another card because I've got another unit, which means I can still do the thing. Um, Just still do the thing, and you know, you 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 your apex predator example is perfect. If you've got one, it's sort of just out of charge range. It can't benefit from what you want to do. And you've wasted your your sequence. Whereas if you've got two, suddenly you go, oh, okay, well, I can just switch to my left flank. You've got options. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mate, it's, um, like, oh, I could talk about this forever and I'm going to stop because I clearly <laughs> need a time limit. I need, like, a little bell that, that, that someone needs to give me, like, a time warning, like I'm talking at a conference. Oh, and I just need a little ding, 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 and then, like, a final aggressive ding, and then I get cut off. <laughs> Nah, we got all the time in the world, mate. But yeah, um, one thing to know, guys, we did skip over a couple of things. Um, for the most part, it's stuff that's unreleased. Um, just because we we don't want to go too deep into it, and then if there is any rules updates or rules changes, um, that's a big thing, right? With conquest, um, for anybody who's new or even people who have been around for a while, it's like is a living rule set. There's always playtesting going on, so it's a case of, hey, if this doesn't work, how can we make it, you know, more interesting or improve it or make it so, you know, if it is an always take, it's like, and something else is never taken, what can we do to split split the difference, basically? So we've we skipped over a couple of the chosen units, we skipped over the quaddle, um, because we, we don't we don't want to get too deep into it and go, oh, this is, you know, the be all and end all, and then it'd be different. Um, I mean we'll we'll cover rules changes when they happen, obviously. Um, but we had so much to go through in this army list already. We didn't want to spend more time diving down the rabbit hole. Um, but Monty, no. thank you so much as always, my friend. Uh, an absolute pleasure. Mate, this is the highlight of my week. Nay, month. 
Neymarth, I agree with that, mate. Always a pleasure to have a chat. And guys, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget, you can use the code VGG10 on the Parabellum eShop and get 10% off your order. Uh, it helps us. We put it back into the community um, with, you know, giveaways and stuff, which to be fair, I've still got to organize what I'm doing with those. Um, so hang tight. There is stuff coming. Uh, and we will catch you next time.